So, you know, I told you I made the whole list up. and I, Well, not list, but I did the whole Jeopardy thing for us. Yeah, yeah. Jeopardy thing? We Yes, we are going to have Brad Guy and his super friend Jeopardy. Uh, when? <laughs> we haven't decided when yet. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I finished say, it. You guys just jumped this on me right now? I didn't no, start. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Well, that's what I was actually going to get at, is because typically Jeopardy fans are given categories to study, but they don't know which ones will actually be on the show. Is one going to be Rumble Dumble Jammers? <laughs> what, okay, let me let me clarify. <laughs> this is not Jeopardy about the show. It's nerd Jeopardy. Uh, uh. Hey, none, of hey, us, hey. none of us would be. We'd be so terrible at trying to guess answers <laughs> in, about the show. <laughs> trying to remember shit that we actually talked about. Right. right. Yeah, there's no way in hell. I think it would be more fun just to make force you to listen to like a hundred episodes of this show and try to pull questions from the back catalog. But yeah, don't be surprised be if we get nothing right. Well, and that's like I did not make this Jeopardy exactly easy. I'm putting you guys to a fairly high standard. No shit. So we still uh, might not get anything right. Well, that's why I was, you know, like general topics that you could, you know, study up on might <laughs> be of assistance. For those who wish to participate. Is he just going to say, are you going to tell us, like, video games, movies? <laughs> you need to look at video games and movies and uh, maybe some stuff about Star Wars or, you know. <laughs> just the broadest strokes of, like, what you should be looking into. Toys. Media. Yeah. <laughs> Entertainment. Pop yeah. culture. Do you have a buzzer? Like, do I get my own podium? Uh, so the way I would do it is have everybody in the chat, and the first person to send anything would be... <laughs> just so smack the keyboard, and then send <laughs> Right, yeah, just anything, and then I would call on that person. <laughs> he was trying to yes. figure out all the different ways that he could buzz in. <laughs> just find the emoji that you, that you raise your hand. I have no clue. <laughs> He just keeps trying to utilize Skype's chat function. <laughs> it's not working. Fuck you, Skype. Fuck you. Maybe you have it updated. Maybe you need to update so the chat works better. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brian and his Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? And Mike Bradley. I guess my intro can just be complaining about my order every time. <laughs> Whether it's first, last, middle, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to complain about it from now on. Yeah, I hope um, I catch you off guard every time now. I'm trying to make it, you know, switch it up so you don't know when it's well, coming. See, what, what I'm going to do is just bitch about it. <laughs> um, because I don't come up with anything interesting. I don't have a catchphrase. Um, maybe I need to come up with a catchphrase, and then I can just say the same thing every time. You know? Yeah, that's all and, Andy and, does. It, yeah, well, see, Andy, he's smart. Um, I'm not that smart. <laughs> he's got that shit locked down. Yeah. And then every time I try to come up with something, all I can think of is what he says, and I'm like, no, that's his thing. <laughs> 
I mean, Andy, maybe Andy could let you borrow it for a little while, and then Andy no, can trust it to make his own mine. thing again. <laughs> it's like a passing of the baton. But it's my baton. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's re- winning this race himself. This is no relay. It, is, that's fair. That's he's fair. in it to win it. <laughs> <laughs> let me throw my baton. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we are back again. This is uh, probably the first time we've in like I don't know two or three months. It feels like that we're actually doing episodes a week apart. It's it's usually been every other week or months at a time. It seems like so. Yay for us for keeping it. <laughs> we'll see if uh, we can keep this up. I don't I don't know how long it'll happen. We'll probably take a two week break. Two week break next week. Knowing my luck, now that I brought it up, I just jinxed it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, on tap for this episode. We are going to talk some more trailers and headlines because we didn't get enough of it last week. So we'll be doing it again this week. So I think we did. I can't now. I can't remember what the hell we did last week. We started with trailers last week or did we start with headlines last week? I think we did trailers first. It was two weeks. Was it two weeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't do this last week. Son of a bitch. That fucks up my whole entire intro. That shows you how much I even pay attention to what the Take fuck we two. do anymore. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it in. Fuck it. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's too, it's too, it, we've gone too far. It's it's gonna take me too much time to try to think of another <laughs> intro to bring us in. <laughs> and we're just gonna roll with it now. <laughs> prove how much the host of the show knows what the fuck he's doing. What it'll do? It'll it'll keep Josh on his toes because it'll be like there was a podcast last week and I'll go looking for it. <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking that while this was happening, like he's giving the intro and I'm not wanting to interrupt him, and I'm like, did they not invite me for a podcast? Those fuckers. Either like, that, or Josh is going to be live tweeting this to me, and then as soon as I say it was done last week, he's going to tweet me and say no, it wasn't. And then by the time we get to the realization that it wasn't actually last week either, then he's, oh no, you guys corrected it. We're good. It's fine. <laughs> So, Josh, you're welcome. You have, you have some stuff to, to complain about already. Um, all right, either way, I don't remember what the hell we did last time, obviously, because I don't remember what we did last week. Uh, we're going to start with headlines. So we got three, I think three, yeah, three headlines to go through, and then we got a couple trailers to talk about. So kicking it off with the headlines. Uh, we talked on previous episodes about the future of the Star Wars standalone movies. It was rumored after the fan backlash to The Last Jedi and the disappointing box office of Solo that Disney and Lucasfilm were putting a pause on the standalone movies, which for the time being basically seems like it might be true. They're, these movies are not gone. I think they're reevaluating what they're doing with them to see when and how they should be released. So until we hear more, that's kind of where they're at. But during that conversation on that past episode, uh, there were rumors saying that Kathleen Kennedy... The president of Lucasfilm would be taking a hit for all that and possibly being fired or resigning, you know, after the fallout from all from the hate of The Last Jedi and, and the disappointing box office for Solo. And we sort of talked between us what the likelihood of that could be, whether she gets fired or resigns. Most of us didn't think she was going to be out. And if we thought she was going to be leaving, we figured it was going to be after Episode Nine, cap off this trilogy, and then maybe she'd bow out. The only one, and I did listen to it again, Mike, the only one that I think said that figured she might be gone before episode nine was you. I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Um, but the reason for this story, according to Hollywood Reporter, they're saying Kathleen Kennedy's tenure with Lucasfilm has now been extended through 2021, so you are officially wrong. Well, you know, the, the Disney had just kind of given in to 
a bunch of those jackasses. Uh, yeah, because this James was right Gunn around. Thing. Yeah, I was gonna say it was right around so the James Gunn that, time. That was so. kind of weighing on my mind in that decision. So you know they were giving in to it then. Thankfully, they didn't this time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So all the all the Last Jedi haters and Solo haters, I think that you know that think Kennedy is ruining Star Wars are probably gonna are probably loving this news. Was there Solo day. haters? I guess that's that... true. I guess most of the the reviews and uh, at least stuff that I've read on the internet from people that liked it or or the, saw it, I think most of what I read was people liking it, or at least yeah. what I caught wind of. I think there was more like than hate. Yeah, I, I I just feel like like it, the the hate was just the low box office numbers in response to Last Jedi. Yeah, but I don't feel like it was and. Infinity War and Deadpool and all the other reasons the box office was low. Um, Which we talked about before, too, yeah. Right. and I felt like that was it. I didn't really personally see any hate towards Solo itself. Like, I don't yeah. recall, you know, seeing that out there like, oh, this was trash or anything like that. Yeah, so. I can't say I actually went to the internet trying to find people that didn't like Solo, but... The stuff that I'd seen on Twitter, at least, from people, t- you know, tagging or directing stuff at Ron Howard was mostly positive stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I the stuff I came across, it was, you know, good. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so I can amend that. So to all the Last Jedi haters out there that, that feel like Kennedy is ruining Star Wars, they are loving this news that she is still stuck with the franchise until 2021. But uh, just for you guys, what do you think about Kathleen Kennedy continuing to steer Star Wars into wherever they're planning on taking it? Uh, I'm excited. I've liked everything that she's been steering thus far. Still haven't seen Solo, but... um, Oh, you bastard. I know. Hey, I just saw uh, Jurassic Jurassic World 2 uh, last week. Uh, You should have watched Solo instead. Uh, Well, I didn't have it yet, so... (laughs) Um, I don't know, I think she does a pretty damn good job, so, you know, fuck the haters. Yeah, that's, that's the way I feel, too. I agree. I, I look forward to seeing what else she can bring to us. Um, You know, and it's... It, it's been good so far, and... You know, don't get me wrong. It, it, like, I like what she's doing, but part of me wouldn't have been that heartbroken if they were like, well, Kathleen Kennedy has resigned and Dave Filoni has taken over. Yeah. Then you just kind of say, well, at least that's positive of it. <laughs> <laughs> but if it, you know, if it's going to be anybody but Dave Filoni next, I'd rather her just stay. I think, uh, for at least from what I was reading, Dave Filoni has a piece, has a, has a part to play in one of these other stories we're going to talk about. So we will get to Dave Filoni. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think keeping Kennedy is a, is a good move for them. I don't think, I don't feel like she's made a wrong move. I think she was looking like the scapegoat for what was going on with Star Wars post Last Jedi. Um, we talked about it on the solo review and all that stuff. Even with the standalone conversation we had, the, the problems with solo, I don't think stemmed from her. I think the, the release date and the marketing, that was not her decision. That was above her. Um, I mean, I guess you could look at her for, for uh, you know, almost have her take the heat for, for the directing changes that have happened for the, the spinoffs. Like, yeah, well, yeah, I was going to add that to what I was going to say. 
I kind of wish that she would either stick with someone or have a better, I don't know, conversation with the original director for some of these standalone movies. Where, like, okay, we're going to be a little bit artsy with this one. Or, you know, we're going to go with this, that, or the other thing. Or we're going to be more comedy-wise. That she doesn't make, like, these... Because that, that might be a lot of why Solo failed. And, I mean, it's, it was constantly in the news. Yeah, for all you know, the wrong like, reasons. Yeah, for, you know, like, oh, God, you know, Miller and Lord are out. and They got this old guy in there to do it and, you know just you know, this old you know what i mean like like they, they they weren't doing themselves any favors no one was like everyone was kind of like "Ooh, that might be a hot potato you know i don't right that. yeah 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 <laughs> or if i do i'm gonna throw that fucker real quick <laughs> and it, it, the thing i'll say it, it's the same as i said before solo if they take that movie out of may and they put it back into christmas it crushes it they oh, put yeah. it into the same yeah. general, like, one year since we've seen Star Wars, and away from Infinity War and Deadpool, and into a Christmas slot, facing up against God knows what else is coming out at Christmas, Holmes and Watson, um, you know, it, it, it's gonna do gangbusters, but it, it just, I don't know, I feel like part of it was something that we talked about as well, was Overload. Um, yeah. for yeah. you know not not for me or you or Andy or anybody like that that's really into it we want more 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 your general movie going audience though maybe not you know they 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 want it tempered a little bit right and that that came up in a lot of the articles I was reading about this too is that they're you know with the shift in focus for the standalone movies to try to delay them and rethink their strategy and stuff like that that they they made mention of I think it was Bob Iger or somebody higher up in Disney was basically taking the heat saying, yes, we screwed up the release date of Solo. That's on me. We're going to try to slow down where we release stuff. Maybe it was oversaturation too much too soon. So they finally start to see the error of their ways. But I guess, you know, when when you plan that stuff that far in advance, I guess they were just trying to stick with their guns and calling it an experiment maybe just to see how it worked. And if it worked for them, they probably would have kept doing it. But since it it was diminishing returns for pretty much all these movies that keep coming out, that they're finally getting a little gun shy of when to put stuff out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that could have been somebody saying like, "Oh, release Infinity War and Star Wars movie in the same month, and we'll make one hundred billion dollars." Right. Yeah, and it doesn't work that way. It, it, you know, they, <laughs> people have X amount of money to spend on movies, and X amount of time, and X amount of willingness to go to the theater. Yeah, it's going to be. You know, it's going to be interesting when December rolls around and Disney does not make that much money in December when they could have very easily had Solo then and made a crap ton, I think. Yeah. I'd say they probably caught the, cost themselves half a billion based on their release spot. Yeah. I think that could easily made 800 and some odd million if they had put it in December. Yeah. But again, I don't think none of that I feel like is Kathleen Kennedy's fault. That's nope. the higher ups at Disney deciding what, where and when to do stuff because even if she had not fired Lord and Miller, that movie was coming out the end of May. So regardless of who was behind the camera directing that movie, it was still going to have a shit ton of competition at the end of May. So I don't know. Well, yeah, but she's, I think got a firm handle on what needs to get done. I think, you know, other producers might not have had the balls to do what she did. Granted, it may be her fault in the first place for sort of hiring these people and then firing them. But 
I feel like there's there's been enough movies and studios out there that have made a bad decision for a director or a writer or somebody and then just stuck with it to be like, well, we'll try to figure it out in, in post or they realize they have crap. They just put it out there to get it done and then take back what they can and just move on to the next thing. Yeah. So at least she's trying to salvage some of the stuff that is like the wrong stuff that well, has happened. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like that when it came to where she was like, this is not what we want for our continuity, for our canon, for our universe. Because for all the stuff that Disney took back of the canon and got rid of and all that stuff, they didn't touch any of the movies. The movies have always been the sacred canon. Right. The stuff that you could never say that's not canon anymore. And if you make the movie, it needs to be on point with canon. Yeah. And I feel like that was... You know, her saying this is not what we want for that. So, oh well. Yeah, so we'll see if she, uh, you know, once 2021 comes through. Because I don't know, if they're slowing down releases of the movies, we're obviously going to get episode 9 in 2019. Yeah. So there's a, there's a two-year period there. We don't know if there's any other Star Wars movies coming coming out or when they could be. So I don't know what exactly she'll be overseeing movie-wise. Well, no, you know what? That's not true, because... They do still have the Ryan Johnson trilogy that's still confirmed to be... That's true. Yeah, they have that going on, and the two guys from the Game of Thrones showrunners Mm -hmm. or producers or whatever they they are for that show, they're making some sort of... I don't know if it's a trilogy or two movies. I I can't remember if they've ever really confirmed what they're doing, but there's there's another series of movies that's being worked on. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other thing I just thought of, too, is Lucasfilm owns Indiana Jones and they keep talking about another Indiana Jones movie. So with yep. Harrison Ford? They've been trying, yeah. That's as far Weird. as I know the plan. Okay. I don't know if we'll get it before twenty twenty one, but that's 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 definitely something else that could be in the pipeline. Yeah, so yeah, yeah maybe last she thing, will be more busy than I think. But last thing I seen on that was that they were trying to do this Indiana Jones movie without the input of Spielberg and Lucas after the last one. Oh, no, that's a bad idea. I think based on the last one is why they <laughs> want them cut out of the loop. Well, again, I blame George Lucas for the last one. I don't think Steven Spielberg should be faulted for that. I think he needs to be directing these movies. I... No, yeah. I blame, I blame Crystal Skull on writing. Not direction. Yes. Writing is Lucas. That's fair. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. The direction, yeah. Okay. Either way, they're talking about trying to at least have him out of the loop would be a good thing on that. Just to see what happens. Yeah. Like, because either that or this time somebody that reads it and sees that it's shit be like, listen, George, just do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Start over from scratch, man. You know... George, I love you, but just sit on your pile of money and let them do what they're doing. Yeah, like just rewrite it, please. He's not, he's not sitting on that. He's Scrooge McDuck in that shit. <laughs> Swimming <laughs> in it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens. I I kind of expect this contract to be extended. I don't think Disney's going to be the one to say, okay, Kathleen, we're done with you. I think it's going to be her decision whenever she wants to leave. I feel like you're probably right, but I feel like we have a few years to see what happens with Star Wars between now and then. And if things go way worse after Episode Nine, if the reaction, the widespread reaction is a 50-50 again, 
like it was with the last Jedi. Well, how much how much of the Star Wars TV does she oversee? Does she oversee any of that? Does she produce? She doesn't I thought produce Dave any of that. She was... just produces the movies. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Dave Filoni had pretty much autonomy when he was doing his shows. Is he doing the Resistance then? I think he was. He was, I think, helping create Resistance, but I don't think he's as heavily involved in Resistance as he did with like Rebels and stuff like that. Because they announced another season of Clone Wars, which I think is what he is focusing on. Yeah, I don't yeah, think that... he's overseeing all animation. Okay. And I don't, you know, you'd have to check the credits, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he sort of backed out towards the end of Rebels or the final season of Rebels to help focus on Resistance to get that off the ground. And now that Resistance is coming out, and they announced season seven of Clone Wars, I think he's back to Clone Wars pretty much full time, helping that get going and and finish telling their stories. Now, after if they just do one and done season with Clone Wars to get season seven done and that's it, you know, we'll see where he ends up. They probably don't have a ton of time to work with for before like they get to the point where they're actually at, you know, Star Wars. Oh, you mean 3. timeline timeline wise? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was the, fu- but the before fuzzy Clone thing Wars the... runs butt into rebels. Right. <laughs> before, well, even yeah. even or running right into Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz that was always a fuzzy period in Star Wars canon, even in the old expanded universe. It was, they kept saying it was a like a real time, like time gap from Attack of the Clones to Revenge of the Sith. You had three years in between the movies when they were released, and everybody that was involved with Lucasfilm had said, "Yeah, it's real time for the the Clone Wars. It lasts three years, and that's it." And then you look at that era of Star Wars in between the cartoon, all the novels that were out then. And everything else they were trying to jam-pack in that time period, they literally had characters that were, you know, if you really tried to map out that timeline, you probably had characters in three different spots, like the same character in three different spots during that time period when they should be in one spot. It's it's like the novels contradict a lot of the stuff that happened in the, in the cartoon, and the, the cartoon is putting them in places they'd never been or acknowledged in the novels and stuff like that. It was a whole mess. Mm-hmm. So... Now that, you know, basically the only thing sort of canon in that era is just the Clone Wars cartoon, I guess they can just run that for the three-year time period and say, this is what happened in those three years, and that's it. And try to keep that on lockdown so there's a lot less wiggle room in there. Which, you know, is nice when you're trying to plot all that stuff out. For someone that likes continuity like I do, and and seeing everything work out that way, I, I live for that kind of stuff. Um... Alright, I don't know if I really have anything else for that. I just basically want to say that she is she is locked in for another couple years and, and Kathleen will be keeping us hopefully up to date with all the Star Wars stuff. Yay, Star Wars. Yay. Um so we're gonna segue into some T V stuff. Um we have and I don't remember if we actually talked about this on a previous show or not, but for Star Wars TV, it was talked about or announced I even want to say, like, within the last year. I don't know if it's been longer than a year or not, but John Favreau was hired to work on a Star Wars TV show that I think is expected to go straight to Disney streaming service whenever it comes out. And we didn't really know any details besides that. Uh, but yesterday, Favreau posted on Instagram a short little synopsis for the show that seems to be titled The Mandalorian. 
So I will read the short little synopsis that he put out there, which is, After the stories of Jango and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the tra travels of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy from the authority of the New Republic. And that's all we got. So what do you guys think of this show now that we have a little bit more to go on? Mike, we'll start with you this time, because Andy went first last time. I think I gave you my idea uh, on the comment when I was talking about the potential for this to be Sabine. Wait, let me stop you real quick before we get too far into it. Andy, you have yet to finish Rebels, correct? Correct. I will keep myself spoiler-free. Yes, okay. Um, I didn't in the comment section on <laughs> there, but I will here. Um, I, I, think I already know Andy doesn't look at the Facebook page, so we're fine. Okay, so I, hey, I think there's I don't, a real I may potential. not read all the comments, but I read <laughs> all of the headlines. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think there's a very good chance that this is Sabine. Um, or I, I don't know about a very good chance. I hope that this is Sabine. Yes. I would love to get more of Sabine's story and see where she goes from the end of Rebels. Um... I I agree with you in that the lone gunfighter thing maybe doesn't sound a lot like Sabine, but I think there's potential there to tell a story where she ends up that way. That's um, fair, yeah. And the other thing, did, did it say the timeline? All we know is after the fall of the Empire, before the First Order. Okay, so it's in... Potentially in that thirty-year that... gap-ish between you know Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens, right? But, but but that's in a that's in a time frame during which it's definitely a possibility for it to be Sabine. Yes. So that I think that would be a really cool turn for it. Um, if it doesn't follow Sabine, um, I don't want them to pick up another Fett. And try to explain why there's another Fett. If it's not Sabine, just tell, hopefully, a completely brand new story. Um, yeah. We all know, like, it's going... The, the character's going to look badass one way or the other. The Mandalorian armor has always been the reason why Boba Fett looked like a badass. And uh, it, it just went on and on with every Mandalorian. But... I think it would be... Interesting... It, like, I don't know. It, part of me is just stuck on the lone gunfighter thing, and it just has my brain on that Sabine storyline that I mentioned in the comment. Yeah. So, that if you want to see the rest of what I'm trying not to talk about, <laughs> check out the comment section, and uh, I will not spoil this for Andy. Yeah, Andy, I guess Rebels Rebels leaves it off where you're, you're anxious to see more of Sabine's story. Okay. Without, without getting into really details or anything like that but yeah i've been catching that hint so far. yeah <laughs> so yeah and we don't know where some of those characters from from rebels are going to end up we just know that series is over and until they pop up somewhere else we don't know what the hell's happening so with sabine being part of the mandalorians and this is a show about mandalorians it's hard not to put those connections together well i mean correct me if i'm wrong but Django fett wasn't a mandalorian he may have had the armor but he wasn't that 
might be true. I don't think I, I'm trying to think if I know enough about Jango Fett's backstory to know if he was part of Mandalore or not. I mean, we, when we meet him in Attack of the Clones, he's just a bounty hunter with Mandalorian armor. Right. Yeah. For all we know, he killed a Mandalorian and took the armor. Right. Now, like the, the like the Clone Wars Mandalorian, like he had the black saber and stuff. That guy was from Mandalore. Right. Like he was Mandalorian. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure if we would get okay. Quick Google search just to find out because <laughs> it had bugged the shit out of me that I didn't remember. Um, about what about Jango Fett? Is that what you're yes. talking about? Yeah. Jango Fett was a human from Concord Dawn adopted by Mandalorian warriors. Okay. So he was okay. So he was and wasn't at the same time. He was right. you know. He was he, he was like Tarzan. Mandalorian he, armor. He was like know? Tarzan. He wasn't an ape, but he was <laughs> raised by apes. Right. But he did earn the armor. It was his own armor. Okay. It wasn't okay. stolen or anything like that. Yeah, because I think the the Mandalorian culture, we see glimpses of it in Rebels. We see glimpses of it in Clone Wars. So having a series focused around that, I think it'd be really cool. Really cool, yeah. Yeah, They were the most interesting part of the story in um, Knights of the Old Republic, too. At least to me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the Mandalorians were... Their culture has always been one of the more... One of the most thoroughly explored, I'd say, in canon. Yeah. And we're always talking about, like, the Galactic Civil War and stuff, but the Mandalorians have had their own couple wars to worry about, so... Oh, I loved when uh, Obi-Wan and the Queen of Mandalore... I loved their episodes on the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Satine. Yes. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, those are are some of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the best storylines. Arc, yeah, that whole arc, I think, is really sweet. Uh, <laughs> so even I think it's safe to say that we're probably going to get some sort of new character. Mike, as much as I like your theory about Sabine, I don't think it's going to be her. That's not to say she won't be in the show. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we cross paths with some of these people. Like, Jango Fett's gone, but maybe we somehow we run across Boba Fett at some point, who probably, hopefully, got out of the Sarlacc pit and still exists somewhere in this timeline. <laughs> he didn't get he didn't get digested. He was only in there for a hundred years. He digested one of his feet. He got it replaced, <laughs> <laughs> which could totally be doable. I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we could we could cross paths with famous Mandalorians: Boba Fett, Sabine. Those are the only two I could think of right now that are still What's alive. Satine's Satine, spoiler alert, died. <laughs> you watched Clone Wars, right? <laughs> he was just talking about the storyline. <laughs> <laughs> um, the short answer is no, she will not be around. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe in memories. Maybe in memories. Um... <laughs> I think you could be right. I know introduce you finished a, Clone Wars. Don't give me that shit. Introduce a new character and have them interact with Sabine, with Mandalore itself, with whoever. Um, That would be cool. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And this is live action, correct? I believe this is live action, yes. Okay. Oh, then it's definitely not Sabine. Uh, well, I mean, they could translate those characters from animation to live action. Yeah, they could. I, I think Star Wars ever done that. We've never got. I like, think the, the closest. Well, 
I think the closest they ever did is one that I'm not going to spoil for you from Solo. Ah. Uh, well, they've done it the other way. They've they've made uh, Forrest oh, Whitaker animated. Oh, they did. Yeah. Well, well they've no, done it the other way a lot. He was in Clone Wars, and then... right. That's what I mean. They they went from live action first, and then put him in Rebels. No, he was in. Yeah. Uh, he was yeah. on the Clone Wars first, and then. Yeah, but I mean, he's on the Clone Wars like a long time before, so they had some wiggle room there. Yeah, but it was like it wasn't voiced or looked like Forrest Whitaker in Clone Wars. No, not at all. Wait, are you giving me a spoiler? That was like early in Rebels. That was like season two of Rebels. What? How do? You, yeah, he was in a couple episodes. <laughs> that was that was not this past season of. No, at least I'm fairly positive. I think it was, it was season not this three, last season. not season four. I'm pretty sure far, it was season three. How far did you get, Andy? Now I'm confused. Now I'm like I finished really... season two. Okay, uh, so Saw Gerrera shows up in season three. <laughs> <laughs> No shit. <laughs> my bad. And I'm Forrest assuming Whitaker does the voice. voice my Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> my bad. My bad. <laughs> I thought you were only missing one season. Uh, uh, no, it feels like shit. Ah, where's that word? <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. Be doo be doo. So, yeah, it's sort of kind of been done to bring it back around. <laughs> I, I I feel like, given the other potential interactions that could occur, I feel like there's, let's say, a certain couple characters that sh- I don't want to see necessarily in live action. Unless it's done really, 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 really well. Is it a spoiler to name some of those characters, or? Well, I don't want to. Okay, so obviously, <sighs> it's kind of a spoiler since now I know what season two is where he finished. Okay, then we'll. See, if we'll you see. think about where season two ends, it's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> well, I've I've probably spoiled enough for him, so we're, we'll try to move on away from that. <laughs> away from that. Okay. <laughs> um. Sort of trying to change the subject a little bit, but uh, I mentioned Dave Filoni's going to fit in somewhere else. The thing I was reading today was that the this TV show is going to pass around a couple directors. So Dave Filoni is rumored to be directing some of the episodes for the series. Oh, wow, has he ever done live action before? I don't think so. So for everybody that wants Dave Filoni, which is probably us too, to direct some sort of a live action Star Wars movie, this would be the first a good first step for him yeah. to yeah. show what he can do. Well, it's definitely different than what he's done before, so it's definitely, you know, yeah. something to you think see. Do he, you think he's going to run around asking all his actors to be more animated? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of hope so now. <laughs> now we know what kind of director Andy's going to do. It would be He would just make stupid puns all the time. <laughs> People would have fun. <laughs> they would. They would. <laughs> I'm not doubting that. Um, all right. Anything else for uh, Favreau's show? We don't know. It's it's probably going to be a while before it comes out. I think. We... Has he done a show before? 
like directed or anything like that? I, yeah, or is he strictly been a showrunner? I, I don't think he's never been a showrunner, as far as I know. Right. I mean, he, I'm sure he's everything. directed episodes. Yeah, I'm right. thinking he has too. I liked every like I liked Chef and uh, I liked uh, the Jungle Book and I mean obviously the Iron Man's guy does a pretty damn good job so I'm pretty excited about this. Oh yeah, I'm not worried about Favreau directing at all. That like, and he's still got the Lion King coming out too. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: There's a Lion King movie coming out. You come on, we talked. I'm sure we talked about that. <laughs> I know. I'm just being mad. God damn it. Yes, he has directed some TV. Uh, where is it? Are we talking like Charm? Uh, the pilot for Revolution. The pilot for About a Boy. Okay. He did an episode of The Office. Huh. He did an episode of The Orville. And he did the pilot for Young Sheldon. Oh. Which <laughs> I did not know he did that. I still haven't watched that show yet. Is it any good? I haven't watched it either. Hmm. Probably not. I don't, so. I don't know why I'm turned off from that show, but I, I I will watch Big Bang, but the young Sheldon just seems like a cash grab to me that I can't get into. Yeah, even Big Bang. It got too many seasons in, I think, and I lost like the motivation. I guess to be fair, I should say I don't watch it new. I just watch reruns. Just as like sort of sort of kind of background noise, like I'll pay attention a little bit, but not not really. Completely in. <laughs> Although I am trying to watch, th- like, me and a couple friends get together and watch TV shows, so we've been trying to get through Big Bang from the start. Oh, okay. Slowly but surely, but it's just a little something to put on that we all sort of enjoy. So, not that I'm like, yeah, Big Bang, but, you know, at least it's something. It's not terrible. It's not great, but it's there. Yeah. Fair enough. So, yeah. Uh, anything, anything else for... The show. Because I don't know. We talked about the Disney streaming service, which I think they've talked about 2019 being out. So I don't know if this is going to be available right when the service starts or if it's going to be a little bit later into the once it's once it's up and running. Because, I mean, Favreau's got a lot on his plate, so I don't know what, you know, how involved he can be in in stuff like that because if he's in post-production for the lion king and he's got other movies coming out and stuff too i guess that's probably why he's passing off the directing of the episodes to other people because he can't be there to do it so yeah we'll keep our eyes on this for sure be anxious to see some sort of a trailer or something like that i think that'd be really cool so until then i guess that's it for this one um all right yeah i think Casting is also going to be a pretty. Oh, big... that's true. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to see who they bring in for that. That could be yeah. something else to talk about. Sometimes someone in a role like can either make or break it. You know. Yeah. Like you look at it and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that because that guy's a fool. <laughs> so hopefully it's not anything like that. The Mandalorian starring Ashton Kutcher as Boba <laughs> Fett, and you're just like. i'm sure what they're gonna do is like if they release a cast list it's gonna be a bunch of you know actors and then they're gonna give them character names that we know like no idea who these people are yeah so it's not gonna really carry any weight with us yeah but i mean if you if you see like it's charlie hunnam or something you're gonna be like (laughs) 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 damn it regardless of who he's playing you're like (laughs) yeah 
We cast the Jai Courtney in the lead role. Oh, Jai Courtney. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. He is the Mandalorian. <laughs> Jai Courtney as the Mandalorian. <laughs> well, looks like I'm not getting that surface. <laughs> uh, Alright, so we got one more sort of headline to cover before we get into the trailers. Um, this one's for the, the video game fans out there. Something that I guess always seemed like a hurdle for online gaming was the fact that home consoles never had uh, an online crossplay feature. So meaning that if you own a game for the Xbox and your friend owns the same game for PlayStation, you guys can't play online with each other. It was just never a thing that, that worked. Consoles always seem to keep that separate. And I don't know if it's just part of the reason to, to push people to buy both consoles, that if you want to play with certain friends, you just have to own that console and stuff like that. So try to push hardware sales maybe. Um, I think it was probably within the last year. Microsoft has stated that they would allow cross-platform support on their console and sort of basically tried to extend an olive branch out to Sony, like saying, Hey, we're, we're cool with it. If you are. And then Sony came back with a bunch of excuses why they didn't want to do it or why it wouldn't work. And since then fans have been trying to push Sony to, I guess, cave and start to allow this feature to be done. And it seems like it might've finally worked. Sony tweeted out or, or started making headlines earlier in the week that, uh, they may finally be listening to all these demands and they've finally agreed to allow cross platform online gaming. But for right now, only one game, uh, Fortnite is now supported as cross play between Xbox, PlayStation, I believe PC as well. I don't know if that's confirmed. I can't remember if I looked that up or not, which is a huge mistake if they do, but in a game like Fortnite, it's a big mistake. Yeah. So keyboard, the very keyboard least, and mouse versus controllers. Bad idea. So take that with a grain of salt. At the very least, Xbox, PlayStation, I think they even threw in like the Switch in there too to okay. be able to cross-platform with everybody. Um, and this is, a, this is a big first step for video game fans. This is what we need to happen for this to be the norm in the gaming community. Sony has effectively called this a beta test. So they're going to try it out with Fortnite. If that everything goes according to plan and that seems to work and all the networking and, and online stuff doesn't have too many hiccups, hopefully this will be expanded upon from there. And I guess going forward, basically it's like all Sony and Microsoft can say is that they will allow this feature on their platform. And then it's up to the developers of the games to implement those features into the game. So regardless of what Microsoft and Sony say, if the developers don't support that feature in their game, the game's not going to be able to do that. You're still going to have to play it on another console with someone else. Yeah, so like, uh, let's say Sea of Thieves is a Microsoft exclusive. You're not going to ever play that one soon. Right. Exclusive games for consoles is completely, right. completely, completely different. So this is basically for, so, so like all the, like you're saying, all the first party stuff, the stuff Microsoft owns, the stuff that Sony owns, those are still going to be system sellers. Right. If you want to play those games, you have to buy the system to play it. But right. for the games that are third party, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Grand Theft Auto, Destiny, all the stuff that goes multi-platform and playing on different systems, those games could effectively be part of that cross-play feature where people on PlayStation and people on Xbox can play those games together so you don't have to buy a console just to play with your friend. You could be on separate consoles and just still play together, which will be fucking fantastic. The, the only issue I see on certain games is console exclusives. 
in the game. So, for instance, Destiny. For PlayStation, you can get certain weapons and certain strikes and certain content that you just cannot get in on Xbox for at least a year. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. So, and my, my biggest thing with the cross-play and the thing that gets me excited about it is cross-save. Let me save on my, let me have, you know, uh, for instance, Destiny. Let me have a character that I've leveled up on Xbox that I can play on my PlayStation as well. That I can go onto a PC and play with. Whatever platform I'm using, let me hop onto my character and do it. Um, I think that's my biggest interest in it. Um, I like the idea of, you know, like, hey, I can hop into a party with somebody on PlayStation and play with them, whatever. Um, but being able to cross-save would be epic for me. From, Is that again, something that, that's in this discussion? Because I don't know if I remember seeing that or not. Well, it, it's in the discussion down the road. I mean, it uh, starts... So if this works, maybe they'll, they'll get to that right. eventually. I got you. Okay. Yeah, it well, like Brian said, that, that would that. be... That would be developer, you know, they would have to. Right. But, but it's, you know, this is that first baby step towards that end. Um, I think it's probably the same way with the console exclusive content too. Like you were talking about the stuff for destiny. That's exclusive to PlayStation for a month or, or the first year, you know, because of stuff like that, they might not allow crossplay features because of just stuff like that. Yeah. Hey, but or I think just don't crossplay cross could... until after a year. <laughs> well, well, and then that's the thing though. They did it for a year, and then they added more exclusive stuff in the last update. You know what I mean? So it's something maybe that console exclusive content will go by the wayside. Oh, I doubt with, that. With crossplay, if they can sell people on that, and I don't know. See, I think that's more of a that's another system seller type of tactic for them. Is that if you want this exclusive stuff, you have to buy this console to play the game, be able to get access to that stuff, or at least early access to that stuff. Right, and I I get that. I just don't. I don't know. I, I get hopeful. It's a shady thing that they fucking do, and I I just anything that could stop it, I just hope to see. Yeah, so. I feel like you're you're really reaching here. I think we need to do baby steps and see how this goes first before we get figure out how they're going to go from Oh, here. I know. Yeah, I know. I mean, we're we're talking a long ways down the road before that ends. Yeah. Cuz I mean, like how many Andy, how many times have you and I talked about like, "Oh, I want to play this with you." And you're like, "Oh, I'm on PlayStation. We can't do that." Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that happened with Destiny how many times? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Destiny so, Sports Crossplay, we can finally raid together, Andy. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be curious because I don't think you'll want to raid with me. <laughs> I'm a pretty might, garbage player. You might as well pad your shoulders now, Mike, because you're gonna have to carry him through. <laughs> Done. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if this expands from Fortnite for games that are already out there, like you know, like Destiny and stuff that's already out to the masses. If they're just gonna if they would go back and patch that stuff and say, oh, okay, newest update we're doing, crossplay is available. Have fun. Bungie bends to no. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like uh, that uh, between consoles, I think you'll see a lot of them jump right on it um, because it's bigger player numbers. 
It's bigger pools to pull from to make matches, less wait times to make a match, things like that. Oh, for yeah. People. yeah. So they, see, they would I be crazy see, not uh, to. Dice getting right on that. And, um, what is it? Uh, COD getting right on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 to me, it's a no brainer, but they just have to be sure that they exclude PC. If they're right. those type of games, it, keyboard and mouse is just the, the shooter ones. Like, yeah, you you're, do, you're um, not competitive with a controller against keyboard and mouse. You're just not right. Even like MMOs, like if you try to play Elder Scrolls Online against somebody on a computer PvP wise, there's no way you'd be able to. Well, yeah. Not to mention, you're opening up to consoles to a lot more hacking and macros and all that yeah. crazy shit that PC players can do that you can't really do with a console. You know, add-ons and shit like that that you can't do. Yep. Have you seen what Titan skating looks like on PC? It's unbelievable. Titan skating. Yes, Titan skating. They, well, basically, it's just a macro that binds the jump button for a Titan to the mouse wheel. And you can move faster than anything else in the game. Faster than a sparrow, faster than anything. Like People just make funny videos of making themselves jump so fast they fly into a wall and die. Just from just from their forward momentum is such that it kills them. Fantastic. So that's the type of thing we don't want to see out of crossplay is that coming onto consoles. And I'm sure that's the stuff they're looking for whenever they open this up and they're going to really focus on Fortnite and what effects it has to Fortnite and between everybody coming into it from different places, what that does to the game and. So yeah, I mean, as far as a, good, a beta test, this is probably a good game to use because everybody out there is playing fucking Fortnite. Yep. I'm not. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> the three people in the world not but, playing Fortnite are on this podcast. But it's a free game that everybody loves. It, you know, the, all these people love this game. I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of the Battle Royale modes or anything like that. But it's a fad right now. And yeah. But it's a free game, so it's a good test because there's shit tons of people that play these free games. Yeah. So you can test the capabilities of what you're doing really well with it. I wouldn't be surprised if the next one they announce... Like, I don't know if they're going to do like a handful at a time, but I can see Rocket League being the yep. next candidate. Yeah, they already do PC, so... Yeah, I think Sony allows cross-play with PC for Rocket League. Xbox allows cross-play with possibly PC, and I know Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. So it's just like Xbox and Sony won't get together to allow their both... You know, they won't allow them to play together. So if this, if this opens up to everybody, everybody will be playing Rocket League together, which would be awesome. Yeah. That's one I do play. I do like that one. I'm terrible at that game, but I had fun with it for the time that I played it. Oh, it's so much fun. I love it so much. Um, so yeah, this is. I just thought this was a big headline. I think something to talk about now to see where it goes. It's something we'll definitely probably revisit whenever it keeps expanding. And... You know, hell, shit, if Andy and I ever get a chance to play to each other, play with each other between Xbox and PlayStation, I mean, shit, of course, now you have an Xbox and we don't even play together, so <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta work on that. Because you're playing Rocket League anything. and he's playing Sea of Thieves. I don't see him on Elder Scrolls and you're playing Elder Destiny. Scrolls. Yeah. Elder, yeah. I play Sea of Thieves every once in a while. See, every time I'm on, I always see Elder Scrolls. I don't even see you on Sea of Thieves anymore. Unless you're just doing it when I'm not looking. 
I do a lot be. of things when you're not looking. That's I, you know I set myself <laughs> up for that. I was gonna say you know and you get Destiny and we can crossplay. Just hit me up, you know. But you see, that's pretty much all I play. That that and Dark Souls. It's uh, a fairly limited selection. But I might start playing Monster Hunter again. They just put a new monster in. Why not? So there you go, Andy. You got some options. <laughs> uh, all right. Any final thoughts uh, from you guys on this one? Nothing. No. Cool. All right. Moving on to the trailers. Um, first one up, we have an X Men trailer for Dark Phoenix. So this is, uh, you know, this is the other Fox movie that we're gonna get with X Men before they are officially introduced in the MCU. Uh, we have this one and New Mutants that's still on the horizon. Gambit may or may not be getting going. I, I can't figure out what's going on with that one. Um, I, I did want to at least make note, too, that all of these movies, all three of these movies, New Mutants, Dark Phoenix, and Gambit, all continually get delayed. Channing Tatum, Chan, Chan, I can't even say his name, Channing Tatum's Gambit can't seem to keep a director. That keeps getting pushed back. New Mutants and Dark Phoenix have now had their release dates moved twice. New Mutants was originally due out in April of 2018. Then they moved to February of 2019. Now it's not due until August 2nd, 2019. Dark Phoenix, which is the one we're going to talk about, was originally set to come out next month. It was supposed to be out in November 2018. Then it got pushed to Valentine's Day of 2019 which was originally on the end of this trailer. And then right after the trailer dropped, they're like, nope, you know what? We're going to push it until June. So now if you watch the trailer again, now it says June 7th, 2019. <laughs> so I don't know what that means for these movies, if that's good or bad, but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, so release date changes aside, we get our first glimpse at Dark Phoenix. Uh, this is the movie that I'm guessing will cap off the younger cast of X-Men and looks as like that was trying to right the wrongs of the dark Phoenix saga that was done in the last stand. And this has longtime producer, first time director, Simon Kinberg behind the camera. So what do you guys think of the trailer? Let's go back to Andy first this time. Um, I thought I was going to be more excited for this. Honestly, after the trailer. <laughs> didn't, didn't do it for you. I don't know. It's missing some meat to it or something, isn't it? It seems like it. It's cut like a teaser trailer. Like there's a lot of just quick cuts of stuff, and it doesn't really sit on much. Yeah, of anything. but like usually teaser trailers, I'm like, ooh, ooh, crunch the gear, ooh, ooh, you know, like awesome, you know. But yeah, like, th- this one, I'm just kind of like, huh. Well, I, I can well, explain that a little bit. <laughs> I, I think that's because this is a teaser trailer for a movie you've already seen. Um, and I'll second that with saying that this is a teaser trailer for a movie that you know is going to get rebooted in five years because once it goes all to the MCU, these are going to be not worth anything anymore. Yep. To me, like the trailer itself, it felt like a bunch of clips of the characters we've seen saying things we've already seen them say. Um, so it felt like it could have been made with, you know, stock footage they already had. <laughs> um, but did you really feel like it was trying to right the wrongs of the story they told the first time? Because it feels like they're just retelling that same story. It does hit a lot of the same beats. With, ch- like, I they, they 
they're going down the same path of Charles suppressed it within her mind. Yes. And instead of embracing the Phoenix is what it really is. Which the, is what we celestial, all thought. Right. Celestial. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was worried. I'm like, they're going with the latent power thing again? Like, well, so this is, this is the more I thought about this, and I think this is the only way it makes sense to me, is that, one, the X-Men timeline is so fucked up that it, you can't keep track of all this stuff, but I think they fucked themselves because they're younger versions of the X-Men we've seen before in the movies. Meaning, you can't explain it away a different way if it's the same Jean Grey that we've seen before. But you can, and just say, fuck that movie, because that movie, like... <laughs> Blue, like, gigantic, yeah. elephant turd. Well, this is this is the part that confuses the crap out of me about this X-Men timeline, is they, they retcon the crap that they shouldn't retcon, and the stuff like this, that they... This is their perfect opportunity to retcon this, and they do the same thing. Yeah. Or maybe they're just letting us know that, hey, look, this is the direction it could go. And then the next trailer will be like, oh, mind blown. Well, it does seem like they go to space in this one, which didn't happen the first time, so that could be different. Here, Here's... <sighs> For me, this is... There was a moment in their Apocalypse movie that I peed a little. Just one. Just one made me, like, giddy. And that was when she actually took the form of the phoenix. She took the form of the giant fiery bird for just that brief moment. And I was like, holy shit, they're actually going to do this story justice because it's, like, the best X-Men story there ever was. And then they come back and they're like, gotcha, we're just doing the same shit when we already did. Uh, (laughs) Like, it's like, what? Why did because if they're following that same storyline, they're going to tell that same story that she just has this ridiculous power within her that Charles is suppressing. The fuck is the point in telling the story? We've already seen it. But but there's animosity between Beast and Professor X. Animosity, <laughs> I'll tell you, that sells movies. <laughs> they I, should, they, you should be the hype man, Andy. Like you need to promote this stuff for them. You're doing a better job than they are. <laughs> um. <laughs> I wanted this movie to be so much more. Yeah. Since I was a little uh, kid, yeah. what Romano has with Spider-Man, I've had with the X-Men. It, it, it's it's always been there for me. I've read these comics, you know, I can't tell you how many times. And to see them bastardize it again is going to break my heart. So, I I really don't know how to feel about it. Well, I at least think that the trailer already has done better for this storyline than what they did in Last Stand. At least from the trailer, I'm getting hit. I'm feeling like the Dark Phoenix is the focus of this movie. In Last Stand, it felt like a B storyline to this mutant cure crap that they tried to shove in there, too. <laughs> oh my god, that movie sucks so it falls. It was, yeah, it was splitting screen time before two storylines that should have been their own movie. There's no reason you should put both of the storylines together and try to fight over what you're talking about this one looks to be strictly dark phoenix which i'm on board with the other thing that we're going to get in this movie that we didn't have in last stand is cyclops is not fucking dead in the first act of the movie this movie will live and die based on the relationship between gene gray and scott summers if they can sell that this movie will be fine if any one of those characters falls short and they you don't get that connection between the two of them and what she's going through and what he's trying to save her from and all that crap Movie's gonna suck. Okay, I, I I can see that for your general audience that they need to sell that 
relationship to make it work. I still don't think they've really sold that relationship to me, at least not with the, these younger X-Men. That's what I mean. They've had not they yet. only got introduced to each other in Apocalypse, right? Yeah. So you got half a movie and then this movie to set that up. So the only they're gonna have to try to establish that quickly because this is supposed to be like another decade after Apocalypse. This is supposed to be in the nineties. So these characters have had somewhere around ten years together since Apocalypse. So we need to see that growth of the relationship between all these characters. Even though none of them look like they've aged in fucking thirty years. That's beside the point. <laughs> Wait, you mean but Professor X doesn't have hair now? No, think about this, because the original X Men movie takes place in the year two thousand, and you have Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. This is in the 90s, somewhere in the mid to low 90s, and you have James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender. Fassbender has no gray in his hair whatsoever, but in eight years, he's going to look like Ian McKellen. It makes no fucking sense. He looks like a Calvin this, Klein underwear model still. Yeah, it's this like... timeline is so fucked. I hate it so bad. If you just watch these movies singly and not care, like not pay attention to all the other shit that's supposed to connect, the mo- they're You'll fine. You'll still hate X-Men 3. Well, that, no, that's that's a fair point. So, so here's the thing: it, all, all of these X Men movies, every one they've ever made, it, with the exception of Days of Future Past, which was pretty awesome, all around, I will give that one in a stamp of approval. But every other one that they've made, in my opinion, personally, has been anywhere from god awful to piss poor. And uh, see, I think First Class is very underrated. I really like that movie. Yeah, first class is pretty solid. That movie falls apart for all the all the setups that it tries to pay off. That or you know, the prequely stuff like oh, we're talking about this thing. Oh, you remember this? This sets up what you see in the original X Men movies, and when you know when you get to the pre- quote unquote present day stuff. But they fucked up all those connections. That that pisses me off. But if you yeah, just watch they... it as a movie that takes place in the '60s, it's fine. I okay, so I'll give you that. First class and X Men Two are slightly less smelly um (laughs) yeah those movies were generally enjoyable but they still did things that just aren't is a true like true fan of the x-men they still did things that i just couldn't forgive um what were some of the deal breakers for you well through the entire series in order to sell tickets they have made mystique walk around naked which she never once fucking did in the comic books. Ever. Mm, fair point. Um, but it sells tickets to have Rebecca Romaine and Jennifer Lawrence walk around in blue body paint. Fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> Agreed. But it's still... <laughs> What's the problem here? What? I, I, but I don't <laughs> but I want that as mystique. It. They could make an entire movie just that and just don't call it X-Men. I'll go see that movie and I won't complain about it. But when you call it mystique... That's not Rebecca Romaine. That's no. Um, it's the first thing I thought of of blue people. Smurfs. Smurfs, Smurfs could work too. So, so, so that's one that every one of these movies has done completely wrong. They just they didn't treat that correctly. I feel like First Class did a good job of finally getting across why Magneto was Magneto. That's yes. the one thing they got right in that movie. Professor Xavier being a beer-swilling college 
smartass that uses his power to hit on women? Oh, fuck off, please. That's just, no, <laughs> just no. Um, but that makes him relatable. Isn't that what you would do if you had those powers? Yeah, but I'm not Professor <laughs> X, and that's the point. <laughs> I, 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 like... Uh, like how he stopped to think, like, should I lie and say, no, I wouldn't do no, that, or should I just... Uh, <laughs> okay, so, but the point I'm getting at in general here is that they go down all these routes with all these characters in so many of these movies that you have some of the best written stories Marvel has ever put forward that were wrote by Chris Claremont. And all they had to do was tell those stories. And you know the one time that they actually did... Days of Future Past. They told the story. They told what he wrote, basically. You know, they still altered it a little bit to fit their what-the-fuck timeline, but they told his story. Right. Okay? And it worked. Because they went with what he had done. They went with the theme, the tone, the basic plot points. And it worked. And the one time they do it and make a really genuinely accepted good film... And then they go right back to Apocalypse, and they're like, well, what those guys wrote wasn't any good. We're going to fuck this up royally. <laughs> um, so, there's just so many things I could break down. I could I, I could do an entire four-hour show on how fucked up those movies are. <laughs> but it's a, I'll break it down into... Um, essentially... I don't feel, other than Wolverine and some parts of Magneto, not all of Magneto, but some parts about Magneto, that they got any characters correct. Maybe a tinge of Kitty. A tinge. What they did, what they should follow in the character that has been correct is Colossus in the Deadpool movies. Because Colossus yeah. was true to what he was supposed to be. That's what Colossus was. And they got it right. And holy shit. It worked. Yeah, that's fair. Take that Colossus and and start your next X-Men series. That Colossus, start your next series. Build it around. Build out from there. And build those characters to make them what they are. It's like, yeah, Olivia Munn looked great as Psylocke, but she acted and did nothing the way Psylocke would do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so many of these characters so on down the line. It's just... It's not like they really gave her a lot of chance. She was in the movie for, what, six and a half minutes? She was in the movie so she could be in that costume and get people in the seats. Yep. It, <laughs> and, yeah, they, they gave her a few minutes. And it was just like, cool. Let's not explain any of that. Let's just be like, okay, yeah, there she is. Look at that, guys. And... Mm. Well, again, this is all the stuff we hope they rectify when Marvel is finally in charge of this stuff. This, All of the stuff you're talking about lends – like you could point at the studio system for making movies based on comic books and, you know, the higher-ups of a, of a movie studio thinking they know how to make a comic book movie and this is what you get. Right. It, it, it's just the, the, this trailer compounded it because this is the same mistake they made before that they're making yeah. again with this character and it just – I don't know. Like, um... The one thing I think that irritates me, and I don't know if they're going to... they're Knowing the X-Men franchise, they're probably not going to address it at all. The last couple shots of Apocalypse showed the characters in their 90s-inspired costumes. 
And then in this trailer, they are nowhere to be found. <laughs> we get those stupid costumes with the big yellow X in the front. When those costumes at the end of Apocalypse look pitch fucking perfect. You know, I think the costume inspiration that they have there is coming from the series New X-Men. I didn't hear anything of what you said because Alexa was talking to me for no apparent fucking reason. I was wondering who you were looking at. I thought I didn't realize somebody was in your house. She's down the hall. What the hell did she hear me say that she's telling me about the fucking weather? (laughs) We're talking about X-Men. You weren't even talking about Storm. No, shut the... I didn't even say Storm. That doesn't even register. Fuck. All right. Might as well just keep this in. This will be a fun little diversion. (laughs) Yeah. Um... And, and now I'm lost on where I was. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I didn't hear anything. Hey, you're just oh, like Fox. The the new X-Men. The new X-Men <laughs> comics is where I think they're drawing the inspiration for the uniforms they're wearing there. Andy had a zinger that I don't know if anybody heard. <laughs> I heard it. I just, I just rolled and was like, you know what? We'll leave that as an Easter egg. See who catches it. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Costumes. <laughs> Back on track. <laughs> There there was a series called New X-Men that is pretty much the, if I recall correctly, they they look pretty identical to what that series said. Oh, that's where the costumes are from. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew they looked like something and I couldn't figure out where they were from. That's that's what I think uh, they're they're going for there, but we'll have to see more of the costumes to really tell for sure, but... Because, like, you were talking about Mystique and not having a costume. That costume that they show her in at the end of Apocalypse is her comic book costume. Yeah. Like, everybody had that. Storm had hers. Cyclops had his. Nightcrawler had a costume. It was great. Well, I don't that, know that, why they didn't use those. That, that That's another thing to take note of in this trailer is that Mystique all of a sudden has bright red hair the way she does in the comic books. In this trailer, like, it, they, they show her a couple of times as, you know, without looking like Jennifer Lawrence and looking like Mystique, and the hair all of a sudden is not that ridiculous what-the-fuck color that they had in the first couple films. <laughs> it's a more ridiculous but more comic book true color in this yeah. one. I'll yeah. say that at least, but there's also no explanation as to why it's that now. It's not right. like she has to dye her hair. Yeah. So, so Brian. Yes. You said you thought this movie was going to be more Dark Phoenix-centric. Yes. You don't think it's going to zoom in on Mystique as well? I'm not saying she's not going to have a part in the story. I don't... Because a lot of the new movies tend to kind of zero in on her as pretty much the catalyst that everything fucking has happened there. Yeah, I mean, they have to have Jennifer Lawrence do stuff because she's the... the quote-unquote one of the stars of the movie because she's popular um but i mean i would argue even the other ones where she's had stuff to do a lot of the focus falls on magneto and professor x also which seems like they're gonna probably get a lot of screen time in this one too but i mean as far as like the the store the the plot points that move people from point a to point b and keeps the story going i feel like is going to revolve around the phoenix i think and hope you're mostly correct. Um, and I think I'm going to say the same thing about this one that I said about Apocalypse in closing before seeing it. 
I think the, my, my my last thought going into Apocalypse was this is going to suck. <laughs> but at least there will probably be another Quicksilver, you know, slow motion, fast motion scene of some kind. It could be the only True. saving grace for yeah. this film, I think. Personally. I'm just... I mean, Cyclops to me has always been one of my favorite characters, and I just want him to be able to fucking do something for once. Yeah, he hasn't useful. done he hasn't done fucking like anything. No. He James Marston is a great actor. I thought he made a terrific Cyclops when he did stuff, but they gave him nothing to do. And then they killed him unceremoniously, just just an after he he gets killed off fucking screen. That's stupid <laughs> for what's who's supposed to be the leader of the X-Men. And then Ty Sheridan, I like him as an actor, but he didn't get too much to do in the in Apocalypse and now I think he needs to be a lot of the screen time and focus of this movie. So I'm hoping they do some justice by Cyclops finally, but you know, we'll just it, have to wait it, and it see. Would, it would be nice to see Cyclops and Storm dig their heels in as their team leaders finally. Right, yeah. As opposed to like, Professor X, what should we do? Follow Wolverine, the guy who just showed up. Well, that's the other thing too. This is going to be the, only, the first movie without Wolverine, right? So they have to rely on somebody else to quote-unquote lead this team if it's not Logan. Well, it's not the first movie without him. What else do we have? Apocalypse didn't have him. Oh, that's true. That's true. And uh, yeah. technically, first class had him, but didn't. Yeah, I count that. <laughs> he was in there. Yeah, he, he was. There. He was in Apocalypse for a little while too. He was. Well, he are, there, are all these movies blended together now? I think. I, I, think I don't recall him in Apocalypse. I mean, yeah, I think Days of Future it? Past was his last one, and then he went to Logan. Yeah. And that was it. No, what isn't uh, Apocalypse? Wasn't he trapped in a cage and they like let him loose? And oh, that's right, that's right. He was, yeah, yeah, the Weapon X facility. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but that's still not him leading the team and or anything. No, but he was that's fucking just an in interaction it. with him. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. So I was right. Yeah, this is the first movie without Wolverine at all. So unless he has some cameo that we don't know about. <gasps> yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> He's back at <it's> Wolverine. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to see what the rest of the team, what these other characters can do, without the reliance of Hugh Jackman. I don't know. I'm, I'm expecting it to be bad, but I'm also kind of hopeful. Like in my mind, it can't be worse than Last Stand. So it's already a step up in my book. I That's you know good, you, yeah, you say that point. now. And then you watch it, and then you, you say, like, holy shit, I didn't think I was seeing, like, the circle, but in X-Men form. See, there's not a lot of... <laughs> Please, God, not let it not be that. <laughs> there's anything not a lot of, like, that. redeeming factors of really anything in The Last Stand. I already feel like from this trailer I can pick out a couple scenes that I feel like, ooh, that could be good. That looks cool. I actually want to see what happens here. So if that sort of keeps up throughout this movie a little bit, it, it's already a step up to me. Okay, so good factors in the last stand. One, Kelsey Grammer is Beast. Um, that was just fun. He was good as Beast yes. through the whole thing. Um, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll give him a little bit for the fight in Jean Grey's house. No, that pissed me off too much because it was just Charles inside her head and 
all that and juggernaut ju- no fuck no no see i'm thinking more of the the juggernaut wolverine fight i just i like that shot of him throwing him through the through the ceiling, ceiling and then he just comes back down in the other room so that one specific shot i like you know why i don't like it vinnie jones is juggernaut oh yeah this, that didn't work for me at all no yeah th- that 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 version of juggernaut can kiss my ass at least they give him the line i'm the juggernaut bitch that that made me laugh. That makes me laugh every time I hear it. Oh, yeah, but then he gets his mutant powers nullified. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the other thing is Juggernaut's not even a mutant. Well, that's what I mean. That's fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm getting at. And yet you have Deadpool. Once again, this, the Deadpool 2 is able to do Juggernaut better than a movie that had oh, come probably on. twice its budget. <laughs> I was going to say spoiler, but I didn't know if he saw it or not. Oh. Andy, I don't know why you keep coming back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna set this just to start assuming For every movie said. that's every movie that's come out in the last year we can't talk about when Andy's on the show because he probably hasn't seen it. I'm sorry, Andy. But now you really a- want to see Deadpool too, don't you? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> They've avoided him in like all the marketing too, so that was a very good kept secret that. Mike I just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can edit it out for the audience, but not for Andy. <laughs> At this point, no, it's more fun just to leave it in. <laughs> I don't know if... At this point, there's so many fuck-ups in this episode, I might not edit any of it. It'll just be the, the, the worst reduced episode we've ever done. <laughs> so, um, but- t- talking about... Sorry, Mike. Finish finish your thought because I got a spin off yeah. from the um, from this topic. I was just saying, it's once again you had a character they didn't do right that Deadpool was able to prove that you can do right. You can do this character just how it's supposed to be, and it's perfect. And you know, it, it's just proving again. Stick to what they wrote, and it works. Stick to the comics. That's what people want. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> sort of before I think about it, or before I forget about it, and I didn't have this in my outline, so I'm just kind of winging it because I would read it the other day. There are rumors, I don't think it's been officially announced yet, that we are getting a Deadpool release this Christmas. The fine print being that it is a, it is a PG-13 cut of Deadpool 2. It is rumored oh. to be titled The Deadpool Before Christmas. Ryan Reynolds, I guess, put out a, a picture of Deadpool sitting next to a bed with a storybook on, like with a, with a with like a Santa hat on, I think, and a storybook, reading to Fred Savage in bed, <laughs> <laughs> like the Princess Bride. <laughs> so, regardless of what this movie is, even if it is just a PG thirteen cut of Deadpool two, I will go see it because I'm sure they will put these little Easter eggs in there for people that saw Deadpool two, the rated R, like a regular cut. And it'll probably be all kinds of new jokes, probably new stuff about Deadpool realizing he's in a PG-13 movie. Like, the potential there is great, and it's all the stuff we've talked about, about how Deadpool could work in the MCU. So if this is in fact happening, I think this is a great trial run for to see how Deadpool would work in this environment and, and to see how he would work in the MCU when this eventually happens, because you know it's going to happen. Yeah, they're just going to be like, hey, Ryan... <laughs> 
you're welcome <laughs> to join us. The rest of you stay home. And yeah. So yeah, that that could be coming. Well, I hadn't seen anything official. It was mostly rumors, so I didn't talk too much about it on the on the website and stuff, but oh, if man. we get an official trailer or some sort of release date or something for that, I will definitely start posting that stuff. You know, like honestly, a PG-13 version of Deadpool 2 has me intrigued as to how the fuck they're going to pull that off. <laughs> like I'm just thinking like so many things just going through my head at once. Like, nope, can't do that scene. Nope, can't do that scene. Nope, can't do that. Nope, can't do... Nope, nope, nope. They're allowed one F-bomb, and yeah. they probably can't have a lot of blood splatter. I think that's a lot of the, the difference. And obviously, the like, some of the other jokes jokes for language and stuff like and that. And the violence. Is. I mean, people getting shot is fine. You can't just show, like, brains coming out of the side of someone's head. That's rated R. But if you just show someone going down with being shot, PG-13. Okay, so just think of his opening sequence. Yeah. I mean, you mm. could, again, you could show limbs being cut off, just no squirting blood. PG-13. Really? I didn't think dismemberment was PG-13. I thought that, I thought dismemberment went up. See, I gotta check all the, I don't know where the fine print for the MPA, because I'm sure there's examples where it worked and some where it didn't. And okay. off the top of my head, I can't think of it. But I always thought like the, it's the blood splatter thing. If you show a lot of blood splatter, that's a lot of the difference in language. I, I mean, you know what? I will watch it just to see what they get away with being in a PG-13 <laughs> cut of that film. Yeah. Because originally when I th- started hearing like, oh, Deadpool might get a release in December, I'm like, what? We're getting another Deadpool movie? I figured there's probably enough stuff on the cutting room floor between Deadpool 1 and 2 that they could edit together like an entirely new Deadpool movie and I was like this is going to be great if they secretly made a Deadpool movie and it just comes out this Christmas but even still PG-13 cut of Deadpool 2 I will still check that out to see what what because I'm with you I'm, I'm more curious than anything just to see what this would be like yeah so there you go Andy you might have a second chance to see Deadpool yeah but I don't want to see that version <laughs> you actually really might I would watch the the real version and then decide that you're like, wow, now I really want to see how they make this PG-13. Because <laughs> that's where I'm at. Like, it's, hmm. Yeah, so that could that could be interesting. That's something we could talk about later on, too. Um, All right, I'd sort of derail us there. Any other thoughts for Dark Phoenix? Or we'll move on to the next trailer. Nope. No. Nope. All right. All right, so for our next one, this was... Uh, sort of kind of going with Sony and their Venom stuff, but on top of Venom releasing this month, Sony has another Spider-Man movie, which comes out this December. This one is animated. It's trying not to kick off its own shared universe of movies. It looks like it's much more interesting than Venom. And this is the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. Uh, We get our second official trailer that dropped uh, a couple days ago. So, what did you guys think of the new trailer? I think we talked about the first trailer 1.2, but... We did talk about the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah. So, anything, any new thoughts from this new trailer? I am much more interested in this after this trailer than I was after the first. That's fair. Like, I, I feel like this trailer did a much better job of showing, like, a bit of the plot, the real plot that's going yeah. on, and I think that's a good thing, um, especially because it... It, it, it looks like it's going to be a really fun 
movie to watch now. After the first one, I was like, that could go either way. And now yeah. I'm definitely on board with popping into a yeah. theater to yeah. check this out. I like how they kind of showed you all of the iterations of Spider-Man they're going to use. Mm-hmm. Spider-Pig. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Pig was great. <laughs> uh, did you guys catch the one line from Spider-Man Noir? And did you catch who voices Spider-Man Noir? I, I don't remember if we talked about that before. I didn't catch who was the voice. I didn't catch it either. It's Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage is Spider-Man Noir. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> he gets one line of, like, hi, guys, or hello, everybody, or something like that. And if you're if you're listening for it, it is Nick Cage. Interesting. Now I'm going to it to make sure I'm right. I'm, but I'm very curious as to why. Yeah, he is listed. Nicholas Cage. Huh. Sp- yeah, Spider-Man Noir. Yep. That's cool. So I don't know how or why they got him, but he's in there. Well, if he can't be Superman. Yeah, he's at least he made it into a superhero movie. So well, I guess he's been Ghost Rider, too, so that sort of counts. Yeah, sort of. Um, <laughs> was that a Fox thing? Yes. Or was that a Sony thing? Ooh. I want to say Fox, but I don't know. Now you got me second guessing. I think it was Fox. So that means I'm, like, that he would be across in the, the room. MCU, right? That means what? He would be in the MCU now. Uh, uh, technically, there's a version already there. Oh, I know about um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but yeah, his Johnny Blaze version. If it's a Fox thing, then he would be there, um, which would be kind of cool. Well, I think like they already have, like, Ghost Rider was one of those things. It's It happens with all the other comic book stuff, too. If they don't make a movie in so much time, it just reverts to Marvel. And since Spirit of Vengeance came out and they didn't make another Ghost Rider movie, it, Ghost Rider went to, back to Marvel without them having to do anything. So before the Fox uh, deal, Ghost okay. Rider was with Marvel. That's why Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could use Ghost Rider. Gotcha. That makes sense. That's how they got Daredevil back. That's how they got Punisher back. You know, the holdouts were Fantastic Four and and X-Men because Fox kept pumping out movies with those characters, so they didn't revert back to Marvel. Same with (laughs) Spider-Man and Sony. So it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Just out of curiosity, I'm looking it up to see. What are you checking? See if it was Fox. I think it was, but I'm confirming. Yeah, I don't know if it's... If, if, at this point, I don't know if it matters, because either way, the, the rights are back to Marvel. All right, while he's looking that up, Andy, anything else uh, stick out to you about the trailer? Um, I liked uh, that it looks like the Kingpin. Is yeah. It? yeah, I, I that thought that, that was pretty fucking cool. Um, Spider-Gwen is in it. That's cool. Yeah, some of the Spider-Man characters I didn't recognize. Some of the robot I didn't recognize. Yeah, the one that looks like an anime chick or whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know that they all necessarily um, exist. They may have created a couple of them. Well, I know, like, at least everyone but the robot one, I'm pretty sure I've seen in a comic book somewhere. 
Spider-Man Noir, obviously. Spider-Ham's been in books before. Spider-Gwen has her own series. Peter Parker and Miles Morales, both of them have their own series. I don't know if there was anyone else that I remember seeing. Um, I that was, that dig- was Sony, by the way. Columbia. Okay. Um, I was kind of digging that this trailer seemed to hint at like the past Spider-Man movies. Like you get the upside down kiss from Spider-Man one. Yeah. And the cool. stopping the train from Spider-Man two. So I'm wondering if there's more like acknowledgements to the other iterations of Spider-Man, if we're going to get any nods to Andrew Garfield at all, or if they're just going to say, fuck him. And we're just going to acknowledge the <laughs> Raimi stuff. And then I, it, that whole cut at the beginning when, when he's talking about all the stuff that he, you know, say the city again and again. And, uh, he talks about making the Christmas album and then they show the picture of the Spider-Man popsicle, which I'm pretty <laughs> sure is a real life popsicle. It yeah. It looks like crap. Yeah, it is. So that was, that was a fun little, little Easter egg thing too. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it just, it looks like it's going to be a really fun movie to watch and like a, a really good Spider-Man story for them to tell. Yeah. And I mean, it looks like it's going to center around Peter, Miles, and Gwen, which, of course, Spider Man fans are all going to be fine with. Um, I'm still not sold on the voice for Peter Parker. I agree. It's a little, it, it's a little, I don't know. It, I, I don't feel like the voice matches the way the character looks. Right. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just feels off somehow. And I like that actor. I just, I don't know. Him voicing Peter Parker, it's kind of like when they did the the Ninja Turtle reboot and they had Johnny Knoxville voicing Leonardo, and you're like, why the fuck is he here? Yes, and it, like, if Johnny Knoxville was going to voice any of them, why wasn't it Michelangelo? Why is it Leonardo? Like, this Yeah, is... why the leader of the group? Johnny Knoxville does not strike me as a leader of the group. No. He's a jackass. <laughs> um... Yeah, so you know, the voice casting decisions sometimes aren't always the best, but see how that one plays out over the course of a whole film. Yeah. Maybe it'll grow on me. Maybe it won't. And I do think the animation style just looks unique and awesome. I felt a couple of times like it it looks like a unique animation style, but I, I there was a couple moments where I felt like it looked inconsistent. It it did almost like uh I don't want to say pixelated but unfinished. Yeah, like there was there was some that looked kind of blocky and other things that looked really smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they still need to put some fine tuning on some of those, but and that could yeah, be yeah. yeah, especially like the like the first time you see Spider Gwen, I was like, this doesn't. Am yeah. I buffering right now? Like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> that and I think it's like when you get the shot from behind Kingpin. And yeah, like the Kingpin looks legit drawn, like he belongs in like the Batman series, like the original <laughs> Batman. Like, and then it turns around and it's like, here's this beautifully rendered face. It's like, wait, what? A, wait a minute, <laughs> you know? Like, so I, I feel like it's probably just some polishing that they need to do still. Yeah. Either way, I'm I'm looking for that forward to this one. This is it does look good. Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies that's coming out in December, so this will take, you know, where I wish there would have been a Star Wars movie. We have this instead, which, granted, it's not a Star Wars movie, but Spider-Man is a good close second, I think, for me. It's something. 
Yeah. It, it, you know, like, I, I'm i excited to see this now, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping this does a lot better than Venom at the box office. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? It is in like, a better I like slot. To, I already want to see more of this movie, and I don't want to see a sequel to Venom, having not seen either of the movies. <laughs> so I'm I'm hoping Spider-Verse does well enough that it gets a sequel, and Venom doesn't. So they just stop. <laughs> but that's kind of that's where I'm at. And then you're going to go see Venom tomorrow, and you're going to be like, oh my god, that was amazing! I, yeah, I don't know and... what I will do if I eat... My, if, if You know, I talk so much shit on Venom and come out loving it, I don't know what the hell I'll do. No, nothing <laughs> will it, make sense like, to that me. Shit, it was horrible. It was horrible. I'll start driving on the, the left side of the road. Eat your own shorts. Backwards. Yeah, I don't know if I... No, because... I'd say shit like that, and then I'll actually come out liking it, and then I'll have to, you know, do that, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> Please. I don't, don't want to put myself in that situation where I have to do stupid shit like that just because I was wrong. That's so fair. No, I'm not placing any bets on, on how, I, how I feel about <laughs> Venom. That's an honest man there, see, because a dishonest man just takes the bet and is like, I'll just lie if I like it, and moves on. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think there's a chance this could outdo Venom. I, yeah, I think December's a a better spot for that. You know, kids are going to see this movie. Well, that, that that's my thinking is the that animated ch- children's audience that will flock to this if they get it enough press. Because I feel yes. like this is still flying a bit under the radar for most people. I think they're too busy promoting Venom. I think once Venom's done, you're going to see a lot more for this. I hope so. Like, I really hope they give this a good push and put some money into the promotion for it. Well, I mean, I think we talked about it before. Sony's film division is not doing well. So they are. I think they have a lot riding on Venom, and they're going to have a lot riding on this, too, because Spider-Man is bankable. Yes. So however they can get money from Spider-Man, they're going to be marketing the crap out of that. So we will have to see what happens come December. Andy, will this one get you out of the house? You going to go to the theater for this one? 70%. Nice. That's a good percentage, you know. (laughs) There's something we can talk about with Andy that won't spoil something for him. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I can't wait to hear your top 10 list for 2018. It's not even going to be movies you like. It's just going to be the 10 movies you saw this year. That was almost my list from last year, if you remember. <laughs> uh, I, I saw this movie. It was okay. Why is it on your list? I didn't see many movies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope when December rolls around, you start binging and catching up on some of these movies you missed. Oh, I already have a plan to catch up on my 2018 movies for the list. Nice. That's what I like to hear. Yes. So far, I've watched one. <laughs> When did, when did you start implementing your plan? <laughs> Last weekend, two weekends ago, something like that. Okay, all right, that's not bad. I yeah. thought you were gonna say like three months ago. I I, asked, I, I watched uh, Jurassic World two, Fallen Kingdom, or yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll see where that shows up on your top ten list for twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, currently yeah. it's in that number one slot, uncontested. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! I saw uh, um, that other movie. Just give us a name. Any name. Any name that you can think of. Infinity War? 
Oh. There you go. <laughs> ah, there you go. Okay, so it's in your number two slot uncontested then. Got it. <laughs> I really hope no. more in, in Fallen Kingdom 1 and 2 when we get to the, the list. Yeah, I'm, gonna do it, like... I'm just going to do it out of spite now, fuckers. <laughs> I hate this movie. It should have never made my list, but I called it earlier, so it's sticking at number two. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Who does number two work for? <laughs> oh, we're so far off the rails. I love it. Um, all right. Anything else for Spider-Man? Because we got one more thing to talk about, and then we can tie this off in a nice little bow. Nothing? Alrighty. So, <clears throat> last thing we'll talk about this episode, we're going back around to some more video game talk. There's a game coming out at the end of this month that at least I myself am super excited for, which is Red Dead Redemption 2. Developed by Rockstar Games. This is the same company besides another one of my favorite franchises, which is Grand Theft Auto. Um, Rockstar has finally been starting to tease us with some gameplay trailers for Red Dead Redemption 2. So far, they've released, they've released two of them. Uh, I'm expecting to get more. I think they've been doing, at least these two were like one a week. And there's a couple weeks left until the release date, so we might get another trailer or two before then. But at the time you're listening to this episode, when we recorded this one, there's only two parts out so far. So those are the first two videos we're talking about. Um, but before we get into the trailers themselves, have uh, Mike, have you played Red Dead Redemption 1? For not much time. I didn't put a lot of time into it. Okay. Uh, but I did play it. It was good. Uh, um, okay. You know, it just... At the time, I can't remember why I didn't end up putting a lot into it, but... Didn't. Uh, Andy, did you play that one at all? Negative. Okay. Um, have either of you played any of the GTA games? Yeah. Vice City, does that count? It does count. It shows your age too. <laughs> I, I I played. <laughs> um, uh, firstly, let me say Vice City showing your age is a good thing because still the best GTA they've made. It still had the hands down best soundtrack out of any other GTA game. Absolutely. Um, I've played up to four. I didn't. You know very well that I have not played five. I know. I tried to get you on five for like a year. You just wouldn't bite. I'm against their business model. <laughs> Yeah, me too. And yet I still play the game. Yep. What's their business model? Sell microtransactions as much as possible to fuel content and put that content behind needing those microtransactions. Uh, it's working for them. It's they always working. They sell their DLC for free. And then if you want to access a lot of the DLC, you need in-game currency, which you can either play online a lot for to earn eventually and then buy the stuff you want, or, you know, pay 20 bucks here, 50 bucks here to get online currency to then buy the content that was released for free. Oh, so it's an MMO. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, it's a good way to put it. <laughs> kind of. The problem is, they're making a shit ton of money off it, so chances are you're going to see the same model in Red Dead Redemption 2. I can't imagine they're going to change that for this game. But, before we even get sidetracked with all that stuff, just from the trailers, and I just wanted to see, you know, sort of where you guys have other played other Rockstar games. Um, I, I myself, I've I think we've talked about it on the show before. I I really like Grand Theft Auto Five, regardless of the, 
yes, Mike is correct. The the model they use for generating money for them kind of sucks. Uh, but as far as like just having fun playing the game and the stuff you can do in there, I think it's amazing. Uh, Red Dead Redemption One I played. It's been a while. I don't think it's one of those games I never finished. There was just too much to do. Yeah. I never took the time to just beeline the story. I kept getting distracted with other stuff, so I never finished the the main story of the game. But if you are a fan of Grand Theft Auto and like the Western settings, it is it is GTA in the West is the best way to describe it. It's open world. You do what you want. Take the missions that way and, and have all kinds of crazy shit to do. So I always thought Grand Theft Auto V was a very big step up for the open world genre and what you can do and the amount of detail in that game. And then these trailers make it seem like Red Dead Redemption 2 got nothing on GTA. Or, sorry, GTA got nothing on Red Dead 2 because it looks completely so much more expansive than what GTA 5 is currently. So, you know, what from the trailers that we watched, the two that they were talking about the open world and, like, gameplay and what to expect, how this game looks, what did you guys think of the, the trailers? Wow. That's a good way to put it. Yes. I, I couldn't... I For, like multiple seconds I was like am I watching a live action movie? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the graphics are incredible. Just incredible. And I, I find my I found myself looking at it in awe. It's just like wow this is like and they kept saying this is actual gameplay footage and I'm like no fucking way. This is a, a fucking cutscene you know. Yeah. But no I mean they actually show like the you know, the cursor and the crosshairs and what they are they? always did a really good job of like transitioning from stuff. So like you're, yeah. you're watching what you think is a cutscene, and then your guy like gets thrown out of a bar and the camera doesn't change. It just kind of pulls back a little bit behind your character and then you're playing. Yeah. So I can't remember the term for it, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's when your character's doing something and then all of a sudden you'll see something on the screen say like push X. I can't remember what those are called. Quick time events. Yeah, quick time events. Yeah. Is it? Do you do you expect to see those? Is that what you're? Uh, I I would expect that there are some quick time events in this game. Most okay. Don't have them anymore? Yeah, I'm trying to think if other G, like other Rockstar games had them before, and I can't think of any. Like I don't think I remember any in GTA, and I don't think I remember in Red Dead One, but I could just be forgetting. It's been a while since I played the story, really, of either of those games. If any, if I get one on GTA now, it's usually playing online. Oh, uh, that's another question I had about this. I don't know if you guys have the first one had it or whatnot. Is there going to be multiplayer on this? Yes. We haven't seen. I'm sure that's going to be one of the gameplay videos they're going to put up eventually. Prior to release, is going to like go through the the online features and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I... they. They made mention of having an online feature, and I can't remember if they even just called it like a beta, but it's going to basically sort of start whenever the release, just when it's released, and then I guess it's just going to grow from there. So it might be a little bit bare bones at first, and if it's like GTA's online, it'll just keep expanding from there, and they'll keep adding stuff to it. Yeah. So I, the I, details on the multiplayer are a little bit thin. Sorry, Mike, I keep cutting you off. No, it's fine. I was just going to say, I would expect their multiplayer to be something along the lines of like team up with your friends to take on a particularly, you know, strong 
you know, lair of bandits or to take on the U.S. Marshal Service. You have to team up with some friends or you just get mowed down. Um, so, so things like that, I would assume they'll have. They'll probably have duels between your friends. That would be cool. You know, like high actually, noon, a lot step of the out stuff, into the street. A lot of the stuff that you're mentioning was actually in the multiplayer for Red Dead 1. Mm-hmm. It had a it was a lighter on the multiplayer features because it was before the GTA Online craze that happened. But you could go into Red Dead Online multiplayer and just walk around the world, the open world, same you know place you could for the single player, and then just run into random other players. And like Mike was saying, you could have duels. There were like gang hideouts to raid. Um, I didn't play it much, so I don't remember all the stuff that you could do. But I just remember at the time being like, oh my god, this is crazy that you're basically taking the single player world and just opening it up to multiplayer people. And then GTA 5 expanded upon that even more. And it seems like this is going to do the same thing. So I'm looking forward to what that's going to look like and all the stuff you can do. I'm sure there's going to be a plethora of stuff to do. Oh yeah. Like if it's, if it's anything like GTA 5, you get like a wanted level on you that then you show up on the map for all the other players in the map. And if they kill you, they get rewarded money. Like there's a, there's a bounty on you, which could translate very well to the wild west. Yeah. And and I think that was one of the things that struck me most about this trailer is how much it seemed like there is to do. It even seemed a little bit intimidating with the amount of stuff that where it's like, how am I going to multitask all this different shit they're telling me I I can do? Yes. And decide what, you know, what I'm going to do today in the game. And I I, I both like that and hate it in games. Like, I love (laughs) it. it, It's a love-hate relationship because when I'm in the quest and I've started something, I'm loving it. But when I'm deciding what it is I should do next, I'm hating it. Oh yeah, Skyrim drove me fucking nuts like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like just, games you, like that. You end a quest and you're like, "Damn it, do I do more story quests? Do this forty eight different like other side quests that just popped out after I ran out ran around that flower for a minute." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you, you do basically nothing, and it's like, "Here, do this." That's going to take six hours, right? And it's like, oh, or I could continue the story, and then you try and continue the story, and then you run into like a fucking giant that just stomps you into oblivion and you're like well i guess i should do some side quests uh okay but yeah that's exactly right like it's it's a love-hate thing for sure so i see what they're doing and it's extremely ambitious um i think for me personally the biggest drawback about Red Dead Redemption and now Red Dead Redemption 2 is my lack of interest in the era. Okay. Um, it, it just, it's never been something where I'm like, oh, yay, you know, the Old West. I like I, I don't have that thought about it. I, I see something about the Old West and I'm kind of like, meh. You know, like, if they were... I don't know, in something like this done in a time period that I have more interest in, I think I would be much more excited for it. Alright, that's fair. Which I feel like has not been made yet, because like modern day stuff like GTA and whatnot never really interested me as much. 
and this period doesn't really interest me, and Rockstar is really the only one doing this stuff. Like, Skyrim's open world, but it's it's more limited scope because there's no online play. What about the new Assassin's Creed games? Those are pretty... Yeah, the Assassin's Creed games have always done that. They just went... I haven't played Origin or Origins, whatever it is yet, and seen if I like the series again. Because I felt like for four games there, I was doing the exact same thing in the last one that I played as I was in the first one, even though the pirate ship battles in the fourth one were amazing. The rest of it felt exactly the same as Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. Well, where did... uh? What era are you looking for, Mike? Did you play, like, what was the I, other one Rockstar did? Did, 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 you, did you try L.A. Noir? Oh, no, no, no. See, like, I go further back. Like, the Assassin's Creed games are in the areas that interest me. Like, they okay, okay. hammered home pretty damn well. Like, the American Revolution time. Like, um, Egypt. Right. Egypt, Rome. Okay, okay. The, those places and times they went to really worked. It just... You know, if they went back to an Assassin's Creed 2 kind of thing and redid it into this massive open world. Because it was big, but by today's standards of open world, not as big right. as it could be. Right. Um, not as much to do as there could be, you know, things like that. Um, so, I, I, it's it just, I have a history major and I just look back at the Old West as something that's extremely sensationalized when it was really a just an awful time to live um <laughs> like it, it, it's very i don't know overly hyped i think for what it was for what life actually was like at the time right uh andy where do you stand you Sort of looking forward to this. Is this an error that would work for you, or you? Um, don't I, really I've care? never been like really into the old west, but I don't shy away from it or anything. You okay. know, I, I've watched. Um, my dad used to watch, you know, the old west movies with Clint Eastwood with the Man with No Name and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, really cool. Like, wow, damn! Like the, that. Those were some hard times. In fact, uh, when we went to South Dakota, we went to see where Wild Bill Hickok died in that uh, saloon. Which was pretty cool. So, um, you know, I, I'm not opposed to it. And quite frankly, this game might actually have my money, which oh, nice. surprised okay. the ever living shit out of me. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I'm watching this going like, no, no, you know, <laughs> you know, because I, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I did, but I'm like, hmm. It's a lot of the month, small, huh? small details that they talk about that, like, I, I still shake my head like they put that in the fucking game like to the point where it's like you have to bathe your character or you will smell and yeah. people re- will react to yeah. you smelling <laughs> running away from them and stuff yeah it looks like there's a lot to do in it and uh, I like Mike says I like and hate that but the one thing I hate about games is logging on or, or, or signing on or starting the game or whatever and just being bored yeah you know and I feel like that can't do that with this game you know yeah. i used to do that in vice city i would like get on and i'd be like well shit i guess i'll go kill another hooker <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, I mean my thing with what you were just talking about like the oh you need to bathe your character or otherwise you're gonna smell and stuff like that it's like that to me is like 
wow, that they put that in the game. But it's a drawback for me. I don't want my character to be a Tamagotchi. I just, you just see it as tedious and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I think things like that, it's like cool that they can do it. But what you know? What's the Ian Malcolm line? You know, they 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 never stop to think if they should. Uh, this game was making headlines for people that were getting some hands-on time with it because there was a detail that came out that I don't know why this was the detail that made headlines, but the horse testicles change in size depending on weather. So that's the thing that's in there. Is that an actual thing? So, do horse testicles actually change in weather? I, apparently, well, it's sure, a detail that they put in the man. game. Should I start measuring mine? They're gonna, you know. (laughs) I mean, what you do on your own time, man. We're you don't have to talk about it on the podcast. I that is a again. Did they stop to think if they should? What (laughs) what's the point in doing that? That's a that's a detail that nobody on the planet would care that it was. But at the same time, that it wasn't there. This is why I love Rockstar, because they put this stuff in there that no one thinks to check, and then when someone finds it, it's like, oh my god, they actually fucking did this. I don't even think people would care if any of the horses had testicles at all. Yeah, maybe not, but still. It's, and this is, like, it's cool, again, they, they, they went to a lot of attention to detail. And it looks, you know, it does look like it would be a a really well done game and everything. I just, I don't know, man. Like it does the um the oh, what do they call it the the dead eye system or the the red eye system? What do they call yeah. that bullseye? I think system? it's dead eye. Dead eye system. Think, yeah. yeah. Does does that not just scream? Um, oh God, what was the Fallout version of that? Oh, I thought you were going to say Max Payne. Uh, yeah, my my Rads I was going to say Max Payne too. Like yeah, I know what you're talking Where about. You yeah, like yeah. slow time, and then you make your aims, and then you say, "Okay, unfreeze," and it's like. Dum, 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 dum. Well, that system was in Red Dead One. Mm-hmm. So they they still had that system where you could slow down time, pick your shots, and just unload. So they might be sort of revamping it, and I think I even think in between Red Dead One and Two, Rockstar actually worked on Max Payne 3, so it still has that kind of... Like, the gunplay, to me, watching the the gunplay in those trailers reminded me of Max Payne 3. Mm-hmm. Never played it. The first two were good. I thought Max Payne 3 was fucking awesome, because I think they nailed that gunplay in that game. There, like, there was something about, like, just, just the way he handles weapons. Like, if he has a shotgun, like, you can... Because you can dual wield. So he would hold a shotgun in one hand and then be able to hold a pistol in the other hand. But if he wanted to use the shotgun, he had to seamlessly put like holster the pistol and pull out the shotgun two handed to be able to use it. And they have a shot like that in this trailer. Yeah. And that's again, that that's the type of attention to detail that I like. Yeah. You know, like that's the type of thing where you're like, Oh, they actually got this shit right. That's awesome. Because it's not like one of those games where he's just pulling weapons out of an invisible pouch that's on his back or, like, shoving them somewhere in his pants that he just Doom. pulls them out of nowhere. Yeah. He's not the Doom guy who's just, like, double-barrel shotgun in one hand and a chainsaw right. in the other and is like, I'm going to hack this and shoot this at the same time. No, it, it, they're going for the realism, which is what they should. 
course, I say that, but Red Dead 1 had the weapon wheel where you could technically hold a whole bunch, but whatever you equip is on your back and on your character, so that's what you see. But you could still switch weapons on the fly. They have that system in GTA 5, too. Yeah. So it's it's there, but... Well, they want there to it, be a reason to acquire lots of weapons. If you can only have two at a time, people won't be as well, thrilled. They also make the mention of, like, the, the pouches on the horses will hold other weapons for you. So maybe you're only allowed to equip two weapons at a time. But if you want to swap weapons out, you got to go to your horse and go to the pouches that are on the horse and swap stuff out. That's a good system. That's how it should be. Yeah. So that could be something that how they implement that. Take away the weapon wheel and then just give you the pouch as your sort of inventory on the horse. Yeah. So my other uh, curiosity about this game is it, it seems like your role in society is already defined. Mm-hmm. Like you are a criminal. You are outlaw. Like there's there's no like okay well I can do something good karmically or I can do something bad karmically. There's no doesn't seem like there's much of a seesaw there well, like in other it, games. It, it, it did show that there is you can make good choice versus bad choice. Like you, it did you can, show but him, like, you're always that, gonna but... you're always gonna be in that outlaw band. Well, at well, least we know that's where the story starts. Yeah, I was gonna say you may end up at the end of the story well, killing the leader of the band, be you know turning good guy. Maybe, but um, they even say like your your outlaw band goes from town to town, and each time they make a camp, and so it 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 just seems like you're you know they're not giving you much in the way of good, well, maybe it's good a guy, system, bad guy. <laughs> maybe it's kind of a system like uh, Knights of the Old Republic or Mass Effect or something to the effect where your character is the one making good or bad decisions, and then those decisions affect the people around you. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you turn into the good guy, maybe the gang goes good, or you can influence people to where they're not robbing and killing everybody, and you could be good guys. I'm spitballing here. I don't know for a fact, but that's could be a possibility. That was always something that bugged the shit out of me about Knights of the Old Republic, is no matter how shitty you were to Bastila, she still wet, fell in love with you. <laughs> you could be a complete fucking bastard from the word go, and she still fell in love with you, and it was like... Damn, Damn it. it. <laughs> like, so. Guess what I bought at um, Half Price Books not too long ago? Uh, I, I don't know. Night Seal Republic? Yep. Fucking spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a moratorium on that. that you, you're way too no, far spoiler. out. No, spoiler. <laughs> that was a fucking spoiler. Wait, have you not played that game? I thought no, for sure no, you I've played that played game. It. Nope. Is oh that Matthew goodness. to play that game? Uh, I played the old Republic. You never played Nice. Oh, okay. Wish I would have played. Or I guess the you old guys Republic never really game. had an Xbox, huh? No, I never had a really original Xbox. I had 360. Okay. So that's the difference. Okay. Yeah, the old Republic was the PC only one. Yeah, that right. was the MMO. I want. I wish I could have played that. I didn't have a PC to run that shit. It's still going. Yeah, I know. I'd still be playing it. <laughs> but again, uh, I lost my drive on it. It was okay. Well, e- either way, Knights of the Old Republic. How much did you get it for? It well, I don't know, like ten bucks, maybe. Oh, I was gonna say because like the digital copy on Xbox was ten bucks. 
to like just straight up buy the digital. Like I, I bought it and replayed it not long ago. Yeah, it gets part of the backwards compatible stuff. Yep. I'm looking forward to 2 coming. Like, I hope 2 shows up eventually. But yeah. who knows. But, Red Dead Redemption... Um, <laughs> Way to bring us back. <laughs> I, I think a lot of the systems they're implementing there look like a lot of fun. I just don't... Again, it, it comes down to interest in the story and the time frame for me. Also, it it really looks like to to be able to enjoy this game as they're showing it in these trailers, you're pretty much gonna need an Xbox One X. Yeah. That that was something I was thinking, like PS4 Pros and One X's are gonna be the way to go here. Right. Yeah. You're gonna hit loading screens that you know not loading screens, but loading zones where you just walk in and it's like, uh, you gotta wait a minute. And <laughs> see that's what we'll have to see, because GTA Five, there's a there's there is a very long load time to get into the game. Once you're in there, no load times. You run around that entire map and you can do whatever you want. Now, okay. granted, this is probably going to be a bigger map than what GTA Five is, but if they implement that same type of process, you might have just one really big load time for everything, and then just running around the world, you can do whatever you want without load times, which would be insane if they let that go. Yeah, if they can manage that. With one really long load time, that would be awesome. The, the question I'd have for you as a GTA player is, do you experience like frame rate issues, rubber banding, anything like that in GTA? Uh, just just playing single player, no, I've never encountered any issues. You get some of that stuff whenever you play online. That's what I'm talking about. Well, well you're not going to hit these loading screens as much offline as you would online. Yeah, I'm just purely talking about like the online play. Oh uh, yeah, multiplayer still might have problems. And as much as I love GTA, my one complaint with it would be trying to keep friends and parties together. It always seems like I can get the majority of people in a game, and then we're trying to get one guy in there that just won't connect for some reason, and we can't figure out why. And then it's just out like you just waste so much time trying to get everybody together and keep them together. The matchmaking part of it needs work, and I don't know if it's just because of the the sheer volume of what you have to load into. Like, cause you get that one, it's still for the same for multiplayers. You get the, the one long load time and then you and your friends, as long as you are in that map together, you can run around that map and do whatever you want. So the fact that the game has to put all that information up front there and then trying to match make six, seven, eight people into one spot like that to be able to play together. I can understand that there's issues. It's trying to do a lot of shit, but for the amount of times it's worked and the amount of times it hasn't worked, I feel like it's about 50-50, and that kind of pisses me off when I just want to get together with my friends and play something. That part irritates me. Sounds but irritating. I'm hoping they've they've learned from GTA's mistakes, and maybe if they build this from the ground up, because the online features for GTA 5 were not a launch thing. They wanted it to be, and they delayed it, and then a month or two later they put it out online, but didn't. it was still very bare bones and they've continually added to it. So I don't know if they ever had like the base of it working correctly and then they keep adding shit to it. So I'm hoping if they set this one up correctly from the start, maybe it'll experience less problems that way, trying to play with people online. But that's wishful thinking. We won't know until we're in there playing it. Right. And I'm, and I'm sure the first week to first couple weeks, it's going to be hella difficult because everyone's going to be playing that game. 
yeah, the, your your servers are going to be pretty overloaded. I hope they know how popular, like, because, you, you know, you talk to other people that game and everybody's super excited to play that game. Yeah. So, basically what I would say on that is don't be bungee. Have your servers prepared um, See if for what's have coming. the same problem. <laughs> I think a lot of games, whenever they first release, have day one, first week issues. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd, as much as everybody wants to run these betas to well, field they, test how they, the servers work. They try like doing that weird stress test or whatever thing, but they can never get the, sh- the actual volume from the different places that are trying to log on at the same time. They, it's, right. It's almost impossible. Yeah. I just never understood how, you know, you can have these servers set up to handle, say, 5 million people. And, you know, like, oh, well, if it gets to 5 million, we're at capacity. Why don't you have one? If you're expecting 5 million people, why aren't you setting up servers for 12 million? Right. Just because we want these things to run smoothly for the people that paid for our video game and our service. Yeah. And we want them to be able to enjoy it. I don't know. It it would seem like a no-brainer to me to, to go overboard on what the servers could handle. Right. I guess it probably depends on budget. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying they could budget more. <laughs> they make tons of money off these games. They could. Yeah, I don't know. think Rockstar just even just going off the profits from GTA Five. I don't think they have a problem with cost right now, or at least they shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't. And that's it's one thing I'll give this developer is is Rockstar is known for putting out quality stuff. Whenever it releases, there's few, very, very few games compared to other studios where it feels like a develop cy- development cycle is rushed, or they're really trying to hit a release date and they just want to get something out there and then fix it later. Most of the time, Rockstar will delay what it has to make sure it's right and good and correct and finished before it comes out. Well, th- with this game, they did that too, didn't they? Like everybody was waiting it, and waiting and right. waiting to hear this game announced just to hear an announcement about when to expect it. And it took forever, seemingly, because people were like, we've been waiting years to hear about this. And When did the first yeah. one come out? What year? I just looked it up the other day. I want to say 2010. Okay. So it's been a good long while. Because mm-hmm. there's usually a good chunk of time in between their games that they do. Yeah. Especially like the, like the sequels like this. This is eight years... There was a good chunk of time between GTA 4 and 5. Especially even like San Andreas and 4. There was a good chunk of time there too. Mm-hmm. But that just means every time they announce something that they're going to do, I'm usually right there like, oh, this is going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> they, yeah. <laughs> so I'm... I'm I'm pumped for this one. I already I got mine pre-ordered. I'm ready to go. At the end of the month, I'm gonna probably lose a weekend at least when it first comes out trying to trying to get to this thing. And even if you know we talked about the multiplayer, if the multiplayer for whatever reason doesn't work well that first week or two, there's enough to do in that single player campaign that I'm sure I can occupy myself until the online is working properly. Yeah, if I had to guess. Just off the top of my head, I'd say you've got 600 hours in single player that you could easily burn. Easily. So that's something that not a lot of games can say. But that's just my guess based off of 
that number gradually increasing in open world games in the last several years. If you want to do absolutely everything in that game, I'd say probably 600 hours. On a guess. That w- yeah, that would not surprise me. And I always feel I always feel like Rockstar sets the bar for open world games. So they're going I think they're going to up the ante again with this one. And I'm curious to see once this comes out and people really get into it and see all the stuff that this game does who's going to capitalize on the next open world game after that if it's going to be Rockstar again or if it's going to be somebody else in their interim it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch yeah it, like i'm i'm hoping cyberpunk can go even further but oh that's a good yeah good choice yeah yeah, yeah. and but we're going to see cuz it's you know we we haven't seen a lot from that studio as far in terms of open world anything as far as i know what studio does cyberpunk uh, I think it was Project Red. Yeah, I don't know them. not big, but they're going big this time. Yeah, I thought they did something else that was a little bit more well known. But Cyberpunk's the one that keeps getting press for them, and they did. I don't know. I, I think I had planned to talk about this at one point, and then we just never got around to doing a show. But they put like a forty-five minute gameplay demo out for Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. and. It's a it's a first person RPG, Andy. And it's open world and it to me, the best way I compare it is it feels like a first person RPG Blade Runner. Oh, I was gonna say, does it does it feel like you're just Johnny Mnemonic running around? Kinda. Like you're getting upgrades for yourself and, and checking yourself out, but you're hunting and trying to go after uh like robot people that look like humans so there's that blade runner aspect of like the replicants and okay. stuff there's a um there's a role-playing game that's been around for a while fairly popular called shadow run that kind of has the same that was a game too yeah i i remember that name and i they did I spawn I that they one, did spawn but... a video game as well but that that role-playing game like the actual like book and text like D role-playing game yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been around for quite a while and that had like what robot people and stuff in there? Oh, you know, like like human cyborg hybrids and okay, you know, like people could, could have like network hack networks with your actual being and stuff like that. It's pretty pretty crazy. So okay, uh, the other games they, there's two series that um, it's CD Project Red is the official name. Oh, that's right. Okay, um, yeah. yeah. The, the two other games that you would really know uh, that they have worked on is uh, Saints Row uh, 1 and 2, but the big okay. one is the Witcher series. Oh, that's it. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So that that's why this is getting all the attention it's getting is because of how... Yeah, Witcher 3 was Witcher 3. fucking super popular, so... Yeah, that. so this is the attention getter. I'm still uh, a little jealous that I haven't played it. I've not got to it yet either. I've, it's just been a land of destiny for me for about a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some point we'll have to get back around either one talking about destiny or even just doing like a what's up with you type of episode and we'll talk about what we've been playing. Of course, we might have to save that and just till after Red Dead comes out and see if any one of us, well, Andy, if you end up getting it. Well, we could we could tell Mike I, about how, if I how get much it, stuff he's it's missing. It's going to be on PS4. You oh. fucker! You, why would you do that? 
So the question I have if, actually on that topic for you, Brian, is do I need to be buying Spider-Man or not? I oh my god. I I I will gush on Spider-Man for like 45 minutes. I I just need a yes or no. We can we can gush, you know. Yes. Okay. I I bought a console for it. I do not regret that decision even after the bill came. <laughs> in in I I platinumed the game already. Oh wow. I don't think the the trophies and achievements or stuff are that hard. It's mainly just like do all the side missions, unlock all the suits, and and you like do all the, all the activities in each district of New York, and you've pretty much got the game beat if you play through the story and stuff too. Nice. So it's not that difficult, I think, to do compared to some other games that I've seen where you got to get like hundred percent completion and stuff like that. But yeah, I think the gameplay is fantastic. The story is fantastic. The writing, acting. All the unlockable stuff, all the suits. I love most of the suits. Um, they set up the game for what I think is going to be an excellent sequel. It's like it's surprising because like they they take what you know of the Spider-Man characters and universe, and they still manage to do things new and different. Where you're still surprised by where the story goes and how it unfolds. Okay. And what they're setting up it could be a different twist on a couple villains, which is going to be really really cool. I, yeah, I I really just want to talk about it with people that have played it or or know what I'm talking about. Like if if you plan on getting it, you have to let me know what you think because I I think it's fucking fantastic. It's the most fun superhero game I've played. At the very least, it's since like one of the Batman Arkham games. Okay. It is it is on that level for me. Then yeah, I'll be getting it at some point then for sure. To... Yeah, I know they have at least three other DLC packs planned for that game. The first one being a Black Cat one. Uh, and they haven't talked about the other two yet. So I'm curious to see how much of the story they get into, like what they're going to do in the interim be- before between now and the eventual sequel that has to happen because this game has made a shit ton of money. Yeah. So... I, yeah, we will we will see. But I yeah, I'm eating up the content. At this point I just want more stuff to do. So any of the DLC that comes out I will be buying. Awesome. Any multiplayer or is it strictly single? Strictly single player. Which I'm fine with. I you know, there's certain people I think in the video game industry, especially studios and stuff like that, that see single player games and think, Oh, we can't make money off of that because it's not constant people can't keep coming back to it to play it. But I still think there's a very good market out there for really good single-player games. Do you know and, how many times I've played Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2 start to finish? Like just Right, but I'm saying like I think you're in the minority compared to the stats that they have and the stuff they look at. They yeah. see more constant players on multiplayer games than they do single-player-only games. They also don't have offline stats for the single-player-only games. Well, that's probably true, too. But yeah, I, I mean this this game sold gangbusters, and it I, I it I think it's a prime example that there is still a market out there for really good single player games. Imagine how much this game would have sold if it was on if it was multi platform and not just PS4. Oh my god, I'd already be playing it. Yeah, like it's like yeah, I have the PS4 set up and everything. I just never game on it because honestly, I just hate PlayStation controllers. I have very large hands, and they're not they're <laughs> not friendly to large handed folk. So yeah, I I definitely think this is this one to get. That that's my mini review. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
So, Andy, you still have the PS4, right? Go ahead and pick this game up, too, because it's worth it. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. Yeah, it's oh, it's so good. I still haven't played the original uh, Arkham games, though. Not any of them? Nope. Wow. Oh, those are fantastic, too. I know for a while, and I don't know if it's... I feel like it comes up f- at least once a month, but the uh, Return to Arkham bundle, at least for Xbox, comes on sale for, like, ten bucks. You get... Arkham Asylum and Arkham City together for ten dollars. Yeah, I have both of them for PS3, both of the uh, Game of the Year editions with all the DLC included. I just haven't played. Yeah, okay, them. I just haven't played. All right, <laughs> they that that's something that you're gonna sink a lot of time into. They they're so outstanding. They, like those are those are other games where the gameplay is fantastic. They nail the characters. The storyline's great. The only thing I'll say with the first one is the boss battles. I there's there's really highs and really lows in the boss battles mm. because I want to say there was like probably four of them that felt like just reskins. Um. Okay. But but I wish I was in your position and could say, "Boy, I've never played the Arkham games, so I could just <laughs> start anew and like." enter that universe again cold that would just be awesome andy i feel like you have a plethora of back catalog stuff to get to between no movies and video shit. games now that we, <laughs> we need to talk about we should have a uh i should have my own segment called the andy's podcast rewind where i play or see something that you should have seen six months ago or fucking what 12 years ago yeah <laughs> I love it. Let's do it. So, so that 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 would be a question. If it'll force you to do this stuff, Andy. I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna have to have like a fucking schedule and shit. I know you'll have homework every week. <laughs> so that that question is one I want to ask you, since you're comparing the quality to the Arkham games. And to me, the best quality in the Arkham games was that when you played them, you felt like you were playing. Like, you felt like Batman. You yes. legit felt like Batman. Yes. You legit feel like Spider-Man in this. Yes. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, the the biggest hurdle for me, at least when I first started, was that the controls... Like, the there's a dodge button on Arkham. Like, the dodge counter button. Yeah. Is in the Y or triangle position, depending on what controller you're using. For Spider-Man, it's in the circle position. Just, so it really fucked with me the first couple times I was in combat. You couldn't remap Just, it? I, no, it doesn't let you change the controller. Yeah, it doesn't? Really? Huh. As far as I could tell, unless I completely missed that. But I was trying to look in the controller options to do that. But every instinct in my when I first started combat was hit triangle to dodge, and it was not working. And <laughs> I, re- I ran into this same problem with... Um... With uh, Dark Souls and Monster Hunter. Because they're made by the same like company. They're both Bandai Namco games. Yeah. But From Software decided you're not allowed to remap buttons. And so did uh, whatever the name of the company that was like the lead on Monster Hunter. Where on Monster Hunter it's A to make a rolling dodge. And on yeah. Dark Souls it's B. And, oh my god, is it, 
like, friggin' tough to, like, retrain your brain when you're playing both in the same month. Like, you, yeah. like you're playing them concurrently. You know, you're going from one to the other, depending on what you feel like playing during the day. Right. Oh, my goodness. The, the amount of times you make the wrong thing. And in Dark Souls, that's instant death. If you press A instead <laughs> of B when you're supposed to dodge, you're dead. You're getting yeah. slammed by a giant sword, and it's just like, okay, I'm going back to the last checkpoint. So, but th- the reason that sounds fine to me is because I've played a lot of Dark Souls recently, and Circle and B are in the same spot. Correct. So, my dodge for that game will be in the same spot that I'm used to dodging for most recently. So yeah. I can deal with it. I can deal with that. Yeah, I think the 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 combat and the web swinging are definitely what make you feel like Spider-Man. Well, I mean, so that's... I think his, his flipping around and parkour element of his fighting and traversal feels spot on for Spider-Man. The web swinging they've nailed. I think it's the best in the series since Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I remember that one was good. And then, like, you look back at Spider-Man 2 now, and you're like, oh, this is still doesn't look as good. Like, just... Wow. It, I think it... That was, it like, an- OG like, Xbox, wasn't it? Right. And I think the, like, the Spider-Man 2 one, I think, anchored better. Like, you could trace that line of the web, like, if you looked where it where it stuck to a building, you could see, like, it, I don't know, maybe it fell a little bit better. This one maybe gives you a little bit more freedom, where it, the same sort of effect is there where you feel like it's it's attaching to a building you're close to or something above you i never actually took the time to try to look to see if you could see where that web attaches to it Mm -hmm. but it feels like a little bit more freedom where you're not strictly like whipping around the building because it attached to the building right to your right and then flipped you around like as the pendulum gotcha so i don't know i don't don't know if i'm describing it well enough but it's awesome it feels really good i like it so yeah, if either of you decide to play that game and you want to come on the show and talk about it, I am I am up to gush about that game. <laughs> I that's it's definitely my next game purchase. It's just a matter okay. of when I make that purchase and decide that I'm going to lose a, quite a bit of my life in my basement here playing it on the big screen. <laughs> I think you get through it quicker than you think. Okay. I I think if you beeline the the story, you could probably get through the story six to eight hours. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. If you beeline the story missions and, and fuck all the side missions and other challenges and stuff that pop up on the map as you go, if you just beeline every single main mission, I think I think eight, under ten, definitely. Okay. Well, that's definitely something I'll hop onto then, because without a job, that's like a day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I always got distracted with side missions and other challenges, because... As you, like, he has a experience bar, so you do stuff to get experience, you level the character up, and then as you level up, you start unlocking suits and gadget upgrades and stuff like that. But to be able to use the suits or gadget upgrades, you have to collect specific tokens tied to specific challenges or other side missions that you're doing. So to be able to purchase a suit, I started doing side missions to get currency to buy those suits. So that took away from time that I was playing for the main story you know, slowed down the experience of cutting through the game and stuff like that, but Right. It's it's all good. It's it's all very good. So we spent half of Red Dead talking about Spider Man, which <laughs> is fine. But I'm, I'm gonna try to wrap this up because I think we're we're dovetailing here. And it's already been what, two and a half hours ish? Yeah. Close to that. Nearly. So, yeah, I think 
I think it's a good time to to wrap it up. Any uh, final thoughts for Red Dead, Mike? You're you're thinking you probably won't get this game. Yeah, unlikely. Okay. Andy, we'll have to check back with you if you decide to get this one. Yeah, I might. Do you well, if you do, do I you can already an... tell you, you get a handful of people on Xbox that you can probably play with. Do you have an Xbox One X? Uh, one X, no. I'm I'm crossing my fingers for some sales around Black Friday and this Christmas. I might my my I'm my hope is that I will find one a little bit cheaper this coming holiday season. I want to get one, especially for games like this that look like they'll actually make use of the power yeah. and look that much better. So I I would like to get one. I just don't know how soon. Um, but yeah, I I I think as I mentioned, I already have Red Dead Two pre-ordered. It will be downloaded the night before, so on oh, the twenty yeah. fifth, I'll be able to play it. Are there any uh, pre-order bonuses? There are different tiers, like the you know the base game sixty bucks. I think if you go for, I think there's like a sixty dollar version, an eighty dollar version, and a hundred dollar version. I think the Middle tier $80 version gives you additional single player missions and maybe a few couple things for online. And I think it even gives you like a million dollars of money for GTA 5 online. And then I think the $100 tier was all the single player missions, more stuff unlocked in multiplayer. And then I think you get $2 million for GTA 5 online. So they're trying to cross-promote between their games and stuff like that. So depending on what you want to, you know, you'd have to look at what specifically the tiers give you. And depending on what you think you'll play, if you don't really give a shit about multiplayer and just want the single-player stuff, you can, you know, go for that middle-tier one or something. And you might even, just for pre-ordering, get like one or two things for the base $60 version, but off the top of my head, I can't remember what they might give you. So that might be something to try to look into if you're thinking about it. But I'm pretty sure, like, uh, I think Romano's planning on getting it. I don't think Eric is. So I don't think he'll be playing. Unless enough of us get it and just start peer pressuring him into <laughs> playing with us. And that might happen. Um, Yeah, I can. I feel like there's other people too, but I can't think of who. But, yeah. So, Andy, if you pick it up, you have to let me know. We can we can try to hunt hunt some people in the Wild West together. Go play poker or something online in a saloon. <laughs> it'll be it'll be good fun. Uh, oh, right, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting you over the back of the chair. It's happening. I can see that happening too. Yeah, bar barroom brawl. Oh yeah, Andy will be that instigator. <laughs> uh, all right. Any final thoughts for Red Dead? Or I think we'll close it down. Nothing. Alrighty then. All right, uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star rating and review. Be sure to share, subscribe, favorite the show, wherever you decide to listen. You can now find us on Google Play. I make it seem like it's a new thing. We've been there for a while now, so feel free to find us. Um, you can check us out on Facebook. Search Bry Guy and his Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff through the Facebook page. We have an email on Twitter. I can give it to you. I probably won't check it. BrightGuysSuperFriends at gmail.com or at BGSuperFriends on Twitter. Both of those are considered active, even though I, I don't check them, but you can hit us up there. And on behalf of Andy, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.